0: Filmmaker Commentary, episode 194. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we cover movies with commentaries from directors who take the time to record them on Blu-ray and DVDs. We also give our detailed insights, so look out for spoilers. We discuss the latest in showbiz news along with movies and TV shows that we've been watching. So join Reginald Titus Jr., that's me, and KCG Smith, that's me,
1: every week here on Filmmaker Commentary.
0: Welcome to another episode of Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with Casey G. Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. And today we're talking about Lethal Weapon 4, 1998, directed by Richard Donner. And this is six years from the last Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 3, right? Biggest gap that we've had so far. Man. Um, What was the box office and budget for this film?
1: So, Lethal Weapon 4 on a budget of $140 million. That is
0: one heck of a jump. That's a big jump. Yeah. That was a money grab.
1: Mm. And it had a worldwide gross of
0: $285 million. Yikes. Money grab. Um, I, um, that is not that good. That's not this. I don't know what happened. I I would like to know, like, how do you jump from 20, 25 million? And you're pretty, uh, what is it called? Uh, Responsible to jump that big.
1: Uh, I would be very interested to see what the salary payouts were for some of the the talent, Because, you know, when you look at this key art, you know, some of these names are are bigger and have have grown. Again, honestly, Mel Gibson was kind of the holdup in in partially in production or them going into production because they were they're waiting for a script that he that he you know thought was good you know wanted, wanted to approve and also to shoot around his his schedule. Okay, the mail. Hey, by this time Braveheart had already dropped and yeah, this guy. I mean, the guy was already popular, but Braveheart like we're yeah. talking now Academy Award quality actor now, just True. next next level. You True. bring in Chris Rock, who this is kind of one of his first. Bigger films. Yes, he was in New Jack City, but.
0: And what was the other one? I'm a, was he in the, I'm going to get you sucker. How about a dollar for real? I chance for
1: real. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, was, a but, little bit part. Yeah, but this one, yeah, he got, he said this is like, he got his own like hair and makeup like this time yeah. around. And yeah.
0: yeah
1: kind of got the, the treatment. And and let's uh, not forget Pesci. That's right. Joe Pesci in the mix. Rene Russo, you know, was come up some more. Uh, Jet Lee, I mean. You know, bring, bringing him in. That and there was, were there were some pretty there's some pretty big stunts some pretty big uh, set pieces in this one there's a lot of them in the other ones too but yeah but that is that is that still is a huge jump the last one was thirty four million okay thirty four million for uh, *Lethal Weapon*
0: three yeah then the first one was like fifteen or twenty or something like that then mm-hmm. twenty twenty five that's this is like all those this is more than all those combined <laughs> that's not good yeah <laughs> <laughs> man oh Mills like yeah raise the price and. I'll pocket that
1: and the other interesting thing is that at at, at this point in in movies before in the, in the 80s you could have a film that came out and you almost had a, almost a guaranteed at least two weeks that were just you mm-hmm. but by this point in 98 there were so many movies dropping and coming out that you don't you don't have that luxury anymore if you didn't and it's kind of what it is now like if you don't make if you don't have a strong opening weekend then you kind of are done for yeah you're kind of stuck interesting so and who knows maybe it's a little bit of franchise fatigue at this point possibly
0: yeah that gap is pretty serious man if you because I mean the first ones were two years two years two years yeah and then to wait six years like uh, maybe might have
1: missed it and you get more and more of the copycats that that come down the line as well yeah more and more diehards more and more I mean whatever kind of action movie you want to think of also I think the action genre' is beginning to change yeah change some as well. We start the, to get
0: rush hour, yeah, and that's what this made me think of because you got the agent connection coming in, and mm-hmm. um, and then so, like, the black, white, buddy, cop thing, they're older now, so it's uh, you need fresh, young talent. Now they're the old guys, like, oh man, you know, yes, yeah, it's it's, literally, uh, one of the yeah. one of one of the themes that we kind of dealt with retirement last time, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so interesting. I expected more. Was there any awards, or like, kind of what was the sentiment at the time? So when this dropped again no major
1: awards as far as academy or or golden globes but they did win a blockbuster entertainment award okay that's, that's you know what the time frame is for favorite supporting actor in Chris Rock and also favorite supporting actress in Renee Russo interesting
0: okay okay blockbuster
1: and then they got nominated for multiple MTV movie awards but didn't didn't win they did win a, 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 the Bogey Awards in Germany I don't even know what that is but Boogie. They won I don't know just, just said they won it It doesn't say What the award <laughs> is The Bogey Award. They won it um, okay. okay So yeah No no major No major awards For Lethal Weapon 4 It's tougher to win awards As you Progress in your In your sequels Yeah Just like Just get your money No
0: awards pal Yeah
1: The, the Rocky franchise Again Was a uh, Get a point Yeah Speaking uh, of the Rocky franchise Uh oh as we transition into news and movies watched, we want to just give a just a, a shout out and a, a recognition for for the passing of one Carl Weathers at the age of, of 76. And There's a piece here from Variety that talks about Sylvester Stallone honors Carl Weathers. Uh, I was fortunate to be a part of his life. Apollo, keep punching. It says Sylvester Stallone is paying tribute to his longtime friend and Rocky co-star Carl Weathers, who died Thursday at age 76. Speaking through a video posted on to his Instagram Friday evening, Stallone recalled his longtime partnership with Weathers through the Rocky series and their decade long decades long friendship. The star gave the message while standing in front of a painting depicting the characters Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed scoring off in the ring. Today is incredibly today is an incredibly sad day for me. I'm so torn up. I can't even tell you. I'm just trying to hold it in because Carl Weathers was such an integral part of my life, my success, everything about it. I give him incredible credit and kudos because when he walked into that room and I saw him for that first time, I saw greatness. But I didn't realize how great, Stallone said. I could. yeah." Anyway, so it kind of goes on from there, but but yeah I actually watched that video on on Instagram and yeah just pretty pretty sad Uh, absolutely we we cover the Rocky franchise here on Filmmaker Commentary and I know for you Reginald that was kind of your first time really kind of diving in and seeing
0: seeing the work Um, still want to come back go back and revisit some more of the episodes or parts yes sir We, we, we
1: went through what through four no or through
0: five no we, I think we only did the first one and two, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> we didn't do, th- we didn't do three. We just I don't say. think we did three, bro. Oh, uh, we talked about it. Oh, yeah. So. Well, there, there may be some. Maybe, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk yeah, some we'll more talk about that. But before we talk further, let's talk about TV news and yes, movies. Yes,
1: So, in addition to that, in the news. I uh, also wanted to make mention, uh, according to The rap that Byron Allen offers to buy Paramount Global for $14 billion. Holy smokes, Byron. Byron Allen on Tuesday formally offered to buy Paramount Global for $14 billion. According to Bloomberg, the offer, Allen, is said to have sent... The Paramount's board, according to senior management, by text and email, proposes 28.58 for voting share and 21.53. Excuse me, let me state that again. Uh, 28. Uh, point, hmm. for voting share, and $21.53 to buy non-voting shares. The deal would include the assumption of Paramount Global's debt, bringing the total cost to $30 billion. Mr. Byron Allen did submit a bid on behalf of the Allen Media Group and its strategic partners to purchase all of Paramount Global's outstanding shares. We believe this $30 billion offer, which includes the debt and equity, is the best solution for all the paramount global shareholders and the bid should be taken seriously and pursued a representative for Allen said in a statement provided to the rap according to Bloomberg Allen plans to break the company up by selling paramount's film business and some intellectual property along with unspecified real estate holdings.
0: Byron Allen plays hardball. I like the way he does his business. Um, I remember when uh the Nate Parker film, Birth of a Nation, when that one came out and uh Byron Allen it was at Sundance when it sold. Um, he put a bid like a crazy amount of number up for uh, it. like, Yeah, we want it, da, da 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 and uh ended up getting purchased by somebody else, but he was like he did that to increase f- the value. Yeah, increase the value of it. He's yeah. like, Yeah, tell Nate Parker, you know, hey, send me a you know, thank you card or something. Mm. <laughs> nice. So I just thought that was kind of cool, kinda how he handles handles his business. Yes, sir. But I saw that I was like, oh man, okay, Byron now out here doing his doing this thing. Now, doesn't he own the the Weather Channel? Yeah. Yeah, his company bought the Weather Channel. That's right. For I like a hundred million or something like that. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay. Let me not misquote, but for yeah. A lot of money. A little bit of change. Just a little bit. All
1: right. And also just wanted to make mention again with the box office, there are uh, currently this is from multiple sources, Variety, The rap, Box Office, Mojo. Currently at the box office, the recent release Argyle is sitting at number one. I want to say around $30 million opening weekend, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately a, a flop. And other films are still kind of running, kind of hanging on in there. There's films like uh, The Beekeeper and Wonka. Films like American Fiction is kind of sits around I think number 8 within the top 10 mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I want to watch th- that one likewise that
0: likewise, one. we both have talked about both wanting to see American Fiction it's uh, I think I saw a little promo I think it's like nominated too for like some uh, four Academy Awards so, uh, yeah, so some buzz nominations yeah so buzz around it people are talking yes, sir yes sir you got something that you wanted to add from a new standpoint Reginald yeah just um, there were all some flops um, so I had to look. Up, I was like, "Man, what's kind of going on theatrically?" Because I haven't really been to the theater and like, kind of what what are people saying? Because I'm hearing stories about certain films, but uh, I just kind of wanted to follow up to see what the actual financial data was. Um, so, like, the, we had talked about *Color*, <laughs> *The Color Purple*. Uh, apparently, that's a flop. The budget on that one was a hundred million. Holy smokes! I didn't know that film was a hundred million. Mm. Um, currently, right now, is grossed at sixty million. Mm. And according to Collider, the film needs to gross about two hundred million to break even because uh, Oprah said the budget's between ninety and $100 hundred million. Um, the first film, to put it in perspective, the first film had a budget of fifteen million and ended up grossing ninety eight million, and that was mm. Spielberg, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, Spielberg. So there was a yeah, there's a lot kind of going along with that. The, the most recent, like in news, was like Taraji uh, kind of letting everyone she was on a show and she was kind of like saying how she's tired of not being taken seriously, how they're not paying her what she's worth and her value. This is on the tour. This is on, during the press junket for Color Purple and she's saying this. And so people are like, what is going on? You're like, this is not how you do a press junket. You know what I mean? You push the movie, you push the movie. But she was talking about how she's just tired, you know, always having to like uh, live up to these standards to keep proving herself, proving herself while her colleagues, you know, keep getting paid. So, that was the to the point where Oprah they started asking Oprah like, hey man, what's going on here? Like why is why did they have to ask for these certain things on set? Why are these people not getting paid like they're supposed to? So it's been a big a big uh thing over the last few weeks. And um don't know if that's part of the reason where there's a flop there or mm. you know, but yeah, there's a lot of speculation there, but uh that's the Taraji effect on that one. Um I don't know, what are your thoughts? I hadn't followed this. So <laughs> oh, I would
1: heard just I I heard her name come up and Oprah's name come up and there being some kind of drama there. Yeah. But I hadn't read any articles, I hadn't watched any any clips, so I I didn't know what the I didn't know what the context was. Right. Not that much I can say. So and I didn't realize that she was at Junket's talking about yeah. how she's tired and not not getting not getting compensated like she feels she should get compensated. Yeah. And that, and that was in relation to the to the film The Color Purple. Yeah. Oh that's her film career in general, but also including the the color purple. Yeah,
0: specifically, yeah.
1: The color purple.
0: Huh. And they brought Fantasia in and I mean, like, I mean 'cause when you think about the budget, a hundred million and like how if it's a hundred million, why are they complaining? And I mean she, not even she, complaining, but like she's one of the stars dude, in it. Yeah. Um because yeah, you got Fantasia, you got, you know. I know but, it's a musical. Yeah. So I wonder how that impacted
1: because, I don't
0: know. How much they would I, get? Yeah,
1: I haven't seen it. I've, again, I don't think I've watched ba-
0: it. Yeah, based on like some of the blurbs that she was saying, I just assumed that it was like, uh, all right, the budget's $5 million or $10 million. You know, that's the reason why it's so tight. I don't know. But I, I was surprised when they said it was $100 million. I was like, oh no. Uh, well,
1: so the other question has become, okay, what did she make? You know, like what? Like, what, what is, what's, the, like what's the number? What, what is she making? Right. And is, is, yeah, what does she expect to make? what did she make? What is she expecting to make? Yeah. And, and how, how does that stack up with other actors, actresses?
0: Absolutely. And we've heard like Viola Davis kind of talk about this in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but you know, me personally, I just kind of look at it from like a business model standpoint. It's just like, you know, you gotta honestly, you gotta create your own content. You know, it is what it is. You gotta, if that's what you want and you want to have more say, so you kind of have to kind of do that. Um, Instead of Yeah. But also your film needs to make money.
1: Like at the at the end of the day, like most importantly because cause, um cause I'd be very curious from a box office standpoint, like what well, how much draw she's
0: had. Oh, Taraji? Yeah.
1: I mean um, I know I know I know her yeah. name is I know her name is popular, right, I know know right. who she is and know uh, right. you know know she had you know a good run on uh what was the show that was on Fox? Empire, uh, Empire, mm-hmm. right? As Cookie, you know, had right. you know, they had their, they had a good strong run. She you know did a couple of Tyler, you know some Tyler Perry films. But yeah, I mean, from a box office standpoint, like like what made, what movie was she in that really kind of
0: yeah boom? And right. like how unfair is the pay? You know what I mean? Like is it like whoa this is egregious? Like Oprah, get it together? <laughs> you know what I mean? As a producer, because I think Quincy Jones, Spielberg, Oprah, and somebody else was executives over this. Uh-huh. And so it kind of actually makes Oprah you know her company look a little bit bad yeah but see but also when, when they do that and they just
1: mention Oprah I'm like well if there are other EPs involved why are they just singing out the black woman like that that's involved with it I'm like well there are other EPs as well why is he just pitting Taraji against Oprah? That because it's
0: black women. black women, nobody else want to be involved. Yeah, yeah, that that
1: that 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 rings interest to me. Unless and unless Taraji like specifically mentioned Oprah's name, which I don't know if she did. I
0: hadn't. I'll have to. You know, we'll do a blurb. See. We'll do a blurb. You know, put what she said. But uh, just thought that was interesting. Um, and then Aquaman. The Lost Kingdom. Aquaman 2. Um, the budget apparently for that one was $205 million. You Yeah. Know, I'm just kind of ranting it off. Believe that. Holy smokes, a lot of money. And then uh, Worldwide, that's made about 413 uh, which, um, which is considered by many, uh, it's a flop. Yeah. But, and it's $700 million less than the first film.
1: Yeah, first film made a billy.
0: So. Dang.
1: But I, I, again, with that, I think it's uh, two 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 big factors. With that, number one, uh, all the the things that happened with with Amber Heard, the Amber Heard effect. <laughs> Bad news doesn't help. Yeah, so or sometimes it could,
0: but in this case, no.
1: Wait, so 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 there's that right? One of the one of the main actors in in the film who really isn't in it that much. But then also the fact that this film signifies the end of the DCEU EU Snyderverse. Yeah. So everything that Zack Snyder was a part of of creating from Man of Steel up to this, all the people that he that he cast from Henry Cavill to Gal Gadot to uh, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller. <laughs> Who
0: also had his own flaws and yeah. Uh, Flash was a flop too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, like it's DCU had a had a rough. Run, but this is the last, the last film. So and it should have been better. Is that? I mean, would, you would, you would think and hope yeah. so, it but it. it's just a, it's been a, a rough run, and it's, it's kind of going out with, a, with a whimper rather than a bang. And the film, honestly, I, I went to go see it. I wasn't excited about seeing seeing it? Yeah. But I
0: wasn't saw it and it wasn't it was bad. It was okay, i was like, When you told me Amber Heard was was in there, I was like, "No way. I was impossible." Like, I was like,
1: "Man, this actress really looks a lot
0: like Amber Heard."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I just thought that she got replaced. I'd heard rumors. I was like, I was like, "Man, she whoever they cast here, she's got a, quite the likeness to Amber Heard and I finally looked at Chris, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it, it, was is, that it is hard. Amber Heard." Uh, 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 all right, answers oh, that question. Oh my
0: god. I was like, "How did this happen? Like she's got so much bad press after watching that documentary on Netflix I'm like dude I don't even know if she has friends like mm. that's how bad it is yeah I never I never dove deep into the oh it's bad into the drama I just heard people
1: make, made mention of it but nonetheless but I think those those two factors sank Aquaman and The Last Kingdom and that budget also is it's an underwater film you know like you are effects wise gonna just have having to spend a lot of money to make underwater films <laughs>
0: hair and yeah. moving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Aquaman got some hate from James Cameron with that technology hair thing. Mm. And uh, that movie, the James Cameron film. Avatar The Way of the Water. Did you watch that? I did. I didn't watch it. It feels like you're there. It's it's pretty brilliant. Mm. Uh, but stories a basic story. Sure. <laughs> pretty basic. But I, like I think technology, wise, it, but I'm just like yeah and it's long too it's like three hours or something I can't remember I had to watch it like in over days in pieces yeah man it's but you know from a tech standpoint my it's brilliant if they put it back in theaters I'll, I'll reconsider
1: yeah so it
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see it on like a big screen but uh, anyway um and that's pretty much all I, All I have for now um anything else on the news no, I think we've been quite thorough. I think so. Um, <laughs>
1: we've made it for previous months.
0: We ago. did. <laughs> TV. What have you been watching TV,
1: movie-wise? Mm, so, on the TV, I watched on Netflix a documentary called The Greatest Night in Pop.
0: Okay, what is The Greatest Night in Pop? The Greatest Night in Pop, Reginald, I'm glad you asked,
1: <laughs> is the, the making of the We Are The World song and music video. Second nineteen eighty five. Wow, eighty five or eighty six? I think it's eighty five. What? And it's there's footage. There's actually a little mini documentary kind of out there you could already find that has yeah. footage. But this is cool because this is like the retrospective. We get we get a lot of the talent. Okay. Today, like like it okay. starts off with Lionel Richie coming in. You know, and they kind of have you know coming see Oh, this is where I'm sitting. Or, you know, comes in, sits yeah. sit down in the chair. You know, he's talking to the camera and. Begins to kind of share where he was at in his career, how he had just left the Commodores and he just had his first like solo album, and it was like taking off. And my dad, I remember my dad. He had had that album, had that LP people. I know you know on the front, nice home, white home in the background, all this, yeah. all this good stuff. And it's where you, he was hosting the the uh, American Music Awards that year. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that we had that thing recorded on Betamax, yeah, you know, and that was that was a tape that you know we could go in and, and, and rewatch. Dang. But I remember him hosting that night, and and you know all the outfit changes, all that kind of good stuff. But he also he won a a number of awards that night as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Lana was the truth. But it's it's very cool to hear the genesis of We Are the World. How they how he and Michael got together to to begin to write the song. How it, uh-huh. Anyway, I don't want to get the whole, whole okay way, but it's it the was the greatest
0: night in Bob.
1: Yeah, very entertaining, and just it's cool to see the interviews. You've got people like Huey Lewis. Cindy Lopper, Bruce Springsteen, Lopper. Sheila E, Smokey,
0: Smokey, Smokey,
1: Smokey <laughs> Robinson, uh who else? Mm, I'm missing anyway, but yeah, but it's it's cool to see them and even some of the engineers, mm-hmm. just people that were involved in the project, and they they have so much because they were shooting the music video. Mm-hmm. They've got so much behind the scene footage, Heck which yeah. which really makes sense. Like it's like the cameras were steady rolling, and just to see the I just love seeing the the interaction between all these pop stars, and it really was a perfect crossroads. Like in that moment in time, that snapshot. Like they they had some powerhouse voices, like Steve Perry from Journey. <laughs> like man, that like, that dude has pipes. Like serious pipes. You know, and they wanted to get Prince in there and there's a whole story yeah. like kind you of about the- Prince.
0: You are either gonna <laughs> get Prince or Michael. You can't have both. You gotta make a choice.
1: <laughs> man, so so they they get into some of that stuff <laughs> as well, but it it was it it was fun to watch, to see and to and to learn some of the uh the behind the scenes stuff involved mm-hmm. with it and just how kind of how people felt, like how Bob Dylan got involved with it. I remember as a kid I didn't know who the heck Bob Dylan was. Yeah. I was like, who's this guy with this his voice sounded no no offense to Bob Dylan or Bob Dylan fans but his voice sounded very very weird to me
0: yeah Bob Dylan he's yeah he's special have you but, seen the, oh go
1: ahead no' no, go ahead no I'm gonna let you finish but see but uh, now now that I now that I, i've I've watched documentaries and I have, I have yeah. a a feel of who Bob Dylan is I've got, I've got a different level of, of respect and I, and, I, and I understand why he was involved in that project because the whole genesis and reason behind we are the world mm-hmm. was to raise money for starving people in Africa. And so Bob Dylan's always yeah. been an activist and yeah. his songs have always been very folklore and about, um, social justice. Like, Oh, okay. This guy, this guy kind of kicked this stuff off. So it's cool. That they said, okay, we're you know, even though he wasn't necessarily big in the eighties, he was a, a legend by that point. So, okay, we're going to bring him in. So, and they gave him a, a chance to do some of the solo stuff and it's cool to see how Hmm. when they
0: how they approach it yeah because
1: but it was a a style he wasn't used to recording in and that's where Stevie Wonder like was a big part of like helping helping Dylan just get comfortable and coming in. That's when he kind of taking line. Yeah, you and me. You know, and he <laughs> found this groove. I was like, okay, Where did he find this guy.
0: No, go ahead. Yeah, but
1: initially hearing that <laughs> as a kid, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, you know, I, did, I did. I had no idea who he was, but yeah. now now I can I can appreciate that. But what the the person who impressed me the most, I think the whole thing was Bruce Springsteen.
0: Okay,
1: like I've always liked the way he sounded. In in we are the world because because he's, I mean, he's the boss. This guy's rock and roll. You know, born in the USA. Oh yeah. But he's got a he's got a soulful like the 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 the, the, the grit in his voice. And when he's when he's there and he's singing like this, it's like, it's soul solo comes out. We are the world. He's, yeah. I'm like okay, but this dude had just come off his tour, his Born in the USA oh, tour. Wow. Like literally, he flew in. The last day of his tour, which normally so
0: He's fresh. He's like, yo, I'm ready.
1: He was like tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, singing it like a, <laughs> man. Like, so they, so they recorded all the group vocals first. And this was, mm. this is wrangling all these top people. This is one night. That's the impressive thing about it. But anyway, yeah. The greatest night in pop Netflix. Check it out. It's, it, it was That's pretty funny. awesome. I thought.
0: I'll, every time I hear about Bob Dylan, I'll, the video that pops in my head was uh, when he—I think it was 60 Minutes. Is the brother for 60 Minutes, older guy, had the short hair, and then Bob mm-hmm. Dylan's like, "Yeah, I'm just you know fulfilling my end of the bargain." <laughs> the black—the black, the, the <laughs> black guy's like, uh, "Can I ask who you made a deal with?" Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know the grand—the one that runs it all. You know the grand chief. It was kind of awkward But uh, huh. Yeah So I'm just fulfilling Like cause he was asking Like why do you keep doing this You know you're older This this and that I'm just Fulfilling my end of the bargain Ooh. Yeah <laughs> Have you seen that clip Have you seen that clip I have not seen. Oh my god It's kind of It's haunting uh, But just to see him say that you know, like the dude, black like dudes, like <laughs> you will know the brother when you see him. You know. Yeah, I know you the, know what I I'm talking are, about? Yeah, He's like, yeah. can I ask you did to deal with? Like, and then that's when Bob Dylan starts laughing. Well, you know, mm-hmm. the grand, you know, the grand chief, you know, like rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, you and me, it's you and me. Okay. Uh <laughs> What what you been watching, Reginald? The only thing I got to watch this week because it was a busy week. Uh, my kids wanted to watch you Get Out. Ah, the kids want to watch. They
1: had had they seen it before?
0: Oh. Yeah, just me and the wife. And so I was like, yeah, okay, you know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be some talk here. All mm. right, so. Yeah, watched it with the family. And this is kinda led by my older son. He's fifteen. He sure. wants you know, he wants to catch up on these things. Now he's know what's going on in the world. He's right. like Yeah, I need to watch that. He doesn't want to watch the P G or right. the P thirteen father, <laughs> it's time. Like, dang, all right. All right, let's watch it. <laughs> um we covered the we covered get out, I can't remember what episode. We covered it before. Um and hey, if anybody's listening ain't seen it, just fast forward a few thirty seconds but towards the funny part is he was glued to this movie glued like just and then their favorite guy is uh is his name rail the what's the, the little comp- rail little rail soon as he no, popped, that's not right is it i'm not getting uh little rev little rev i don't know um but he's the sound old. What's, that, what's that what's that what's the brother's name I think I want to say Lil real. yeah Lil real sounds familiar um, and so as soon as he pops up on the screen when our main character is talking to his homeboy and it turns out that's all they all the kids light up they're like ah oh, cause it's like they know him from all the comedy stuff and I, I don't know if he was in the one film but um, yeah, they remember from Space Jam and all this other stuff so they're like oh man it's like a familiar face so, okay we're okay we're good we're in safe hands um, but the, the part of the film, which was the same feeling was when it all hope is lost and, um, our main character, it looked like he's about to choke out his girlfriend. He's on the pavement. And then this cop car pulls up mm. and everybody's like, oh, air comes out of the room. And then the door opens says please. And then rail pops out. My son just starts clapping. Just, that's what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which was the same reaction I that the whole theater had when I watched it in Cedar Hill. Yeah, everybody just started clapping because that's a scene that you do not get in America. It subverted our expectations, dude. We already knew. We was like, oh man, it's over. Oh. And of
1: course, <laughs> the fact that there's two, there was like, that's a, there's like, there was a different ending that was sh- yeah. shot,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, where, right. where it didn't, where it didn't go that yeah, way. Yeah, he was in jail, right? In yeah. One. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They picked the right one. That one one cause you don't get that. Um, yeah. So anyhow, so overall it was a good night. We watched on the Friday. It was like, it's Friday night because my middle son is like, um, Three, he's taking over Friday nights because it was all about football during football season so ah. he we always had a game so it kind of ruined Friday night movies mm. so we're kind of getting back to that but that's primarily all I've watched I am trying to find that episode number for GitHub oh yeah, that was early. early on, man. It was early on. <laughs> uh. Watching Get Out um, again this time, though, it is a different experience because now you're seeing uh, who's who's the actress that played his girlfriend is it Allison? I want to say Allison, but I might be wrong. Allison Williams. So when you see her like beady eyes and like how she looks, um, when she's like buying the first scene is she's shopping, she's getting like some donuts, like breakfast for is it a bagel? It was a bagel. Um for her boyfriend. And you see her little beady eyes, and you're like, dang, this girl's the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you just have a different perspective watching mm. it again. He's like, dang, what's her motive this whole time? You know, you know what her motive is, but you look at it totally differently now.
1: Hmm. That was episode 13 Ooh, all the way back in April 7th of 2018.
0: Let's go. Streaming on Spotify. Boom. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's all we've been watching. I to go back in the archives for that one. Absolutely. What you been watching? Uh, also,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm still going through Friends. I am like on
0: season five <laughs> of
1: Friends. How many seasons again? It's 10. So, I'm halfway through. You got a little yeah, a oh, while, wow. but I hey, still enjoying it. Still, <laughs> there's there's character development. Okay, good. yeah, there's actual character development, and yeah, still good. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what. What one thing I want to mention? Speaking of things that we've covered, right? We've we've covered the Scream franchise. Yeah, and so with Courtney Cox in particular, it gives me uh, a, a new appreciation for her mm-hmm. her range of acting when you see her character as Monica, who she plays on Friends. Yeah, who is this really? neurotic late 20s single single woman who is all about like like keeping places clean and when it when anything competitive comes up she's super super competitive mm-hmm. but also like like her physical comedy in the short times is, is pretty pretty funny mm-hmm. so you see that character there and then you and then you juxtapose that with gail weathers mm-hmm. in the scream franchise and it's Stark, like Stark, yeah, difference in contrast absolutely. because I mean this, you know, one is a, you know, a sitcom situational mm-hmm. thing, and then you see Gail Weather's hard notes and get the story. It's it's cool to say it's like wow, it makes me appreciate, you know, Courtney Cox's range.
0: Yeah, and then too, you know, some of those I know those actors like to break out of that thing that they're kind of boxed into. So for her to do that and you know have some fun, have some fun because all actors don't really get that option. You know, they're usually stuck. With their characters, shout out to Alfonso from Fresh Prince. True, true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, I, I I think to a certain degree, like if you got something consistent at least for a while, I mean, sure anything can get can get dry. But you know, I'm looking forward to once I finish the series, mm-hmm. being able to go back and watch the reunion one. Because, you know they did it like like Fresh Prince oh, yeah. did a reunion on Max? Yeah, they did a reunion one. So I'm looking forward oh. to seeing that and seeing kind of when was that one. When- was that, that recent? That oh. was after once once HBO Max launched. What well, HBO Max launched? Maybe what twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? Whenever Max launched, it was yeah. shortly afterwards. They 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 dropped a Fresh Prince and they dropped a, the Friends reunion. But those were all those were those were actually draws to get you to come in and subscribe. Ah, uh, I see. So and then and then that's when that's when they announced. Oh, we're we're dropping Friends on Max because I, I don't think it was really streaming anywhere.
0: That's before right.
1: HBO Max came it out.
0: Had, where was it at? Um, or was it Seinfeld? You know, maybe it was on Netflix. Yeah, because I remember a lot of people were trying to get it all in before it was moving somewhere. Yeah.
1: So anyway, but but yeah, that's oh, and then uh, then this is entertainment adjacent. But I watched the Royal Rumble, WWE Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. I was like, WWE WWE Royal Rumble. Now, Royal Rumble carries significance for those that are or are not wrestling fans because it is the it is what they call the start of the road to WrestleMania. WrestleMania being like the, the 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 equivalent Super Bowl of 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 pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And over the years it's expanded, right? Before the Royal Rumble was just you'd have a match with 30 competitors. Okay. It starts with two in the ring and every 30 seconds another another wrestler that's joins right. the fray and you get eliminated by that's being That's
0: the name Royal Rumble. That's the name Royal Rumble. Right? You get eliminated <laughs>
1: by being thrown over the top rope and having both feet Sounds dangerous. hit the ground. Yeah. They're actually interesting enough, you say that multiple people got injured this year in the Royal Rumble. Guys like CM Punk who had <laughs> CM who were, Punk. But CM Punk now he is always injured now. He was in AEW. How the old guy, is
0: he? Uh,
1: Phil was in his He's <laughs> Phil. Probably in his, he's gotta be he,
0: well he sounds old with a name like Phil. <laughs> Phil Brooks. <laughs> that's his real name. He
1: he's gotta be late forties, maybe yeah, the things so say let's say late forties. Okay. Um but yeah, he he got injured in the Royal Rumble. He was like it came down to him and and Cody Rhodes. They were the last two guys. And Cody Rhodes won last year. And the the big thing about when you win the Royal Rumble, you get to have a title shot. You, you get you get you get you get a title shot at WrestleMania, so you get mm-hmm. to go for the, the the championship on the biggest stage of them all. And so, came down to CM Punk, Cody Rhodes. CM Punk gets the win. Those throws. Uh, no, excuse me. Cody Rhodes gets the win. Throws CM Punk over to the top rope. But somehow CM Punk tore his tricep in the match. Ouch! And so he comes out. Next Monday On Monday Night Raw and, and has to You know Say he toys Tries But they always do Whenever anybody Has a real injury In wrestling They always work it Into the story Yeah And anyway I'm not going To go on all that okay. But so So that but It was entertaining Because also The real Rumble, You always have Throwback people People who have been Either away from the WWE Or mm-hmm. out of wrestling For a while always will show up. But you have these surprise appearances or you have people who have been injured for a long time. They may wait and make their comeback up during that. the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So it's always, it's always some nice surprises. Uh, and WWE has a unique system because they got SmackDown wrestlers, Raw wrestlers, and they got their NXT brand. So now you get NXT wrestlers coming into the Royal Rumble. So you get some, some nice mix-up. But now, over the past couple of years, the women's division has grown. You have so many women wrestlers in WWE, mm-hmm. they, they have enough to have their own Rumble now. Okay. Which is really cool to see. And Actually, I I found the women's Rumble a little more entertaining than, than the men's. I'm just saying. Yeah, the women's the, 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 <laughs> women versus, the women As you get older.
0: I'm just saying.
1: But they but they've they it was it was very entertaining. <laughs> it was very entertaining and you had you had um Naomi who was formerly known as Trinity in WWE. She had left like I mean abruptly left a couple of years back her and Sasha Banks when they were they were the the women's tag team championships Champions and they just left, like they didn't show up to a show, which is unheard of, and they they left the company out of the blue. Now Sasha's over in Japan. Vince McMahon, anyone? Oh, and so <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. And and Naomi, <laughs> she went to TNA, and she's like, she was like in TNA like right now, but all of a sudden she just came back to WWE. I was like,
0: what? Because somebody stepped down. No, oh. <laughs> y'all should look into it. Whoa.
1: So nonetheless, <laughs> I did watch the Royal Rumble. It was quite it was it was quite entertaining. It was okay. pretty well done.
0: I was so, meaning to ask that you watch um two or three weeks ago, the Cowboys game. <laughs> As we speak about things that are scripted. <laughs> mm.
1: No, I I d I, I didn't watch I, it. I watched one cowboy game all year. Yeah. That was during Thanksgiving. That was it dude like and that's because I was I was out of town around uh-huh. family and they were watching it but that's the only game I watched I think all year long know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm I want the team to win yeah but to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results is insanity so until I see change there's old psychological uh theme that says yeah. change is not change until it's changed what if it's scripted that way though well, until the script changes <laughs> and they win at least a division championship, I'm not putting my emotional energy into the Uh-oh. Cowboys. I just, I just refuse to do so. Interesting, because it's not, it's not, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, As, regardless of what happens during the year, because it's the same. It's the same every year, whether they're eight Net, and eight, eight, and eight or whether they're eleven and four. And eight, it doesn't matter (laughs) once they get in the playoffs it's the same old stuff and I'm like no
0: this is madness yeah it it feels different now and um, I ask my kids I'm like something's not right here I was like, how Dak performed this whole year and how he performed in that playoff game. I said, something's not right. I mm. said, is, it ga- is this rigged? And then both my sons were at hesitation, like, yeah, it's rigged. And then my my middle kid, he's like, because this one time this ref did this and, this and he didn't make the call. And he's like, he's breaking down like different <laughs> parts and like these calls that were not made affected the game. And my kids, mm-hmm. they memorize all this stuff. And my oldest son, the same thing. Yeah, it's rigged. He's like, it's. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. Is kind of what he's saying. So my question is, if hypothetically speaking, if it is,
1: what is the benefit to the league for that? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it a carrot?
0: Like it's it's uh,
1: the Cowboys losing. Like, what's the monetary benefit of that?
0: Because I would I would
1: imagine the Cowboys winning Mm -hmm. monetarily would be huge for the NFL. Just just from a merchandise standpoint.
0: Maybe, like you know, they have more data, but. Uh, the Cowboys.
1: I mean, that franchise alone is that's one of the most yeah. valuable franchises in the world, yeah. and, and and usually it, was like number one, number two, back and forth with them and mm-hmm. the Yankees. And so again, I, I mean, the, how how is them losing? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd I, love to see the what the what the metric is that that makes that I don't know a big deal, or or is it? Is it the Is is the is it the hate for the Cowboys that people want to see them lose? Because I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of haters of not so much the Cowboys, but maybe more cowboy fans like like Stephen A.
0: Smith. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's like like I say, it's America's team. They come together to watch them either win or lose, but we come together to watch. You know, it's it's weird. I'm a black sheep now. I'm yeah, like, you're yeah. out. Out. out.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll watch highlights.
0: More afterwards, people, but I'm just like that. Nah, more people. I can't give you my heart, Cowboys. I can't do it. Uh, because it's an entertainment company, it's like, it's not even a surprise. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get why um, certain uh, commentators don't talk about it directly. And they kind of overlook it. No one brings up rigging. No one brings up if it's uh, pre, if it's scripted or like, you know, predetermined. You know, nobody really uh, talks about the first time I've heard about it being predetermined was years ago when a a DJ told me, he's like, hey, man, these guys practice their plays before the game starts. They play with each other and they're going over plays. And he's a DJ, so he gets to get some insight on what's going inside the stadium. I was like, that's kind of weird. Why would you do that? Unless it's a rehearsed play. Um, And then more people starting to talk about this just in the general public. Like it's becoming like a thing that people are talking about. Same thing with the NBA. Um, Yeah, it's 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 super fascinating.
1: Okay, so segmenting. Welcome to Sports Sports. Commentary.
0: Yeah, but it's all entertainment. At the end of the day, it's like that's entertainment. That that is true. That is true.
1: So there was a and I may have sent you this clip, but somebody had I think maybe James Bass did it to me. But there was a clip of a guy. You see this guy in a gym and <laughs> and he does he does these basketball moves, but that are clearly tra he's clearly traveling when yeah. he does these moves. And yeah. then and then it cuts to an actual NBA game yeah. of actual NBA players <laughs> doing, doing these same moves in a game and not being called for traveling, double, dribble, up and down, or anything. And it's I mean it's oh, it's bad. It's yeah. not like you're it's not like caring, like, okay, I, I got my hand and it's going under the yeah. ball to the side of it. No. This is Okay, I stop with the ball and then I take, take a step. two
0: steps, Yeah,
1: I jump up and down and then I jump <laughs> up again. It's like, wait, no. But to see this guy do it, 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 it makes such a big impact because this is guy by himself doing it in the gym. You're like, okay, this is silly. And you see it done in the game, you're
0: like, oh, this
1: is a travesty. What is happening? Yeah, and refs just, nope,
0: nothing, no call. James Harden is notorious for the step away three where, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> where he's but, traveling,
1: but this is multiple. Man, this is all these people, and none of them none of them were James Harden. This yeah. is uh, maybe so. That's uh, it fantastic. Just, it's I was like, this is insane. How in the world are they not being called this? I I watched one of my friends' kids play some basketball this weekend. Yeah, and this, this is from from second graders up to fifth graders, and it's it the second grade girls watching them play. That's and fine.
0: they're just learning the game. Yeah. You're and, talking about Travel City.
1: Yeah. And, and 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 the week before the Double ref dribble. that watched them, he was giving them some grace. Of when they make a mistake, and he would explain them what they did wrong, it gave them a little bit of grace. And then the ref this last week, he was he was calling everything. Nope, nope, up and down, no jump, nope, nope. It's like, I played
0: with my sons recently, and they're I haven't. They've not trained to play basketball. Uh-huh. They're football guys. Mm. It's funny seeing them play. They got like natural ability and stuff. It's hilarious, but like the double dribble, I was like, oh snap! <laughs> so I just forgot to show you guys this sport. <laughs> let's give you some of the basics. Let's yes. let's go to they foundation. Grab the foundation. They running run with, with it. I was it. <laughs> like, oh snap! thing as that is, son. sorry guys, <laughs> we've done a disservice. <laughs> we do dribbling here.
1: Man. Let's come down to these fundamentals They're playing catch up But seeing these NBA players I'm like oh my gosh Because I just watched that video I'm like I don't can like see what these kids Would just do this because the NBA players Are doing some of the same stuff
0: it's a di- uh, The game is completely different now Man. Unbelievable uh, people Unbelievable People are People are starting to like Break down Like uh, the narrative right now Is to let LeBron Like kind of win a lot of stuff You know there was like An in uh, season tournament That they yeah, recently I saw had saw that So and they are the coming up with a lot of gimmicks To Lakers, trying to Lakers let Lakers won that Yeah so they're you know, trying to make you know, trying to bring make sure that he's the guy, um, and they someone broke down like the statistics with um, Steph Curry and their team, and like how many threes, you know, they got. I think the game, I think the points like one forty to one twenty something. It was getting ridiculous. Yeah, their their point count with the, but they have to to overcome the refs' calls. So when you compare the stats, the Lakers might go to the line. 20 times if it's their star. Steph Curry, two, three. And then you, you see the correlation. And even with that, even with the refs dictating the game, because they have to, because I mean they get their orders from the NBA. They have to, you know, do their job. Um, even with that, it still ends up being like a close game. And you can see which games, statistically, you can see which games you can tell that the refs kind of like are are not calling. Mm. Especially someone like Steve Kerr, where you could almost call every time he he's driving to the the goal, you can almost count a foul for sure.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, but people are starting to prove this stuff t- statistically, and ex NBA players, i.e. Rasheed Wallace and some other people, are actually telling you that it's rigged. And so, how they as as players, what they say is like, "Hey, that's why we just, you know, you just enjoy the ride, and you know, you don't get really too." involved emotionally. You don't get too involved emotionally. You just enjoy the ride. It was great. You got your payday. It's entertainment and, and you, you, it, you don't let it bother you. You know, so that's how they mentally deal with the fact that it's just entertainment.
1: Okay. Well.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, and so that's how I'm feeling in regards to, to these boys. It's just like, okay, it's entertainment. It's all predetermined. Fine. Because some things just don't make sense. If you if you look at it, it does not make sense. Mm. And they're not the only team, so. <laughs> Last thing I've been watching. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> True Detective Season 4, uh, still going on. Interesting, interesting show. Uh, enjoying Jodie Foster's performance. And very interested to see how
0: the season ends.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: that's that's been it. Oh. Holy smokes. And today's show is sponsored by...
1: Natural The Movie by Grind Over Matter Films. Available to stream on Roku. Tubi and YouTube
0: please check it out and leave a review now let's jump back into the show thank you for tuning in to Filmmaker Commentary we're talking about Lethal Weapon 4 directed by Richard Donner came out in
1: 1998
0: and here's a quick synopsis. synopsis With personal crisis and age weighing in on them, LAPD officers Riggs and Murtaugh must contend with deadly Chinese triads that are trying to free their former leaders out of prison and onto American soil. Lethal Weapon Fall.
1: And if this is your first time listening to Filmmaker Commentary, please know
0: that there will be spoilers. spoilers. You've been forewarned. How did you watch this film? Oh, did you want to introduce our cast? Do we since we've already introduced? No, we got some. We got some. Uh, we have some new faces this time around. Did you want to introduce our new faces? Yes, let's go ahead
1: and yeah. uh, introduce the the cast of Lethal Weapon Four. Of course, returning we have Mel Gibson as one Martin Riggs, the original Lethal Weapon himself. We have the the tenured Sergeant <laughs> uh, Roger Murtaugh, played by the great Danny Glover. We have... All right, all right, all right, all
0: right. Okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Mr. Leo Gets, played by the incomparable Joe Pesci. We have the 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 talented, lovely Renee Russo, returning as, I think she's a sergeant also, uh, Lorna Cole. Internal Affairs.
0: Yep, yeah. with Internal yep.
1: Affairs. Yep, yep. We also have, uh, making his debut in the Lethal Weapon franchise, one Lee Butters, played by Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, we also have the lightning quick Jet Li making his appearance as Wasing Ku. We also have uh, Captain Murphy returning, played by Steve Kahn. Indeed. And of course, I mean, a, a lot of returning. A lot of returning characters, right? The whole, the whole Murtaugh, Murtaugh family. The whole Martov family. It's is cool to all see back. them like
0: grow up and get old. And, like what? Yeah, just yeah. life. And doesn't that feel like our, just real life? Like seeing people grow up or yourself getting older. You are like, dang, where would the time go? And you. It feels like movies are like that when you kind of go back and look through them. But so seldomly,
1: so seldomly do we see the same actors from kids with in a franchise growing growing up like with this one. It, it's pretty.
0: Harry Potter. That's a good point. You see him as little kids, like elementary school, all the way to almost college. Well, I mean, that's with weapon, That's what is the
1: youngest child. <laughs> yeah. Like, he literally was a little kid. Yeah. Up to college and You're like,
0: whoa. What happened? Didn't the little, the little, the middle g- girl, like seeing her as a little kid, you know, like, what? What's going on? Yeah. Big jumps, but yeah, that is uh, the main players of the cast of *Lethal Weapon* four. Yeah, in- indeed. Um, uh, how did you watch f- the film this time? And uh, yeah, yeah, tell us about it. How did you watch it?
1: So i I thought I had seen this film in theaters, and I may have, but mm-hmm. I'm I. My younger days, I'm notorious for falling asleep in th- it, at movies. Dang. So I may have been in theater, saw part of this, and had fallen asleep, Dang. but but we used to go to the movies all the time in high school. Cause this okay. is, this is 98. And this came out in theaters June. So it has been summertime. So yeah, I still, so I still would have been in San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think I did see it in theaters with, with some of my buddies, but, uh, no,
0: I don't, I'm going to say no, I didn't see this because I don't, I don't remember the ending. I don't, like I, none I, of that. I remember, I'm a fan of martial arts. I right. remember Jet Li and I was like, oh my God, it's God on the screen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like just like from martial arts, like that dude is like the truth. Um, but I just remember the, what I really, what I remember the most is the final battle scene. I don't remember much of anything else. Obviously like I remember the, some of the Chris Rock stuff. It was kind of funny, but it was just like, turn it down a little bit, you know, mm. <laughs> come on, Chris Rock, turn it down a little bit. But I, for what the time was, it was, you know, he's the funny, black like, comedy relief, you know, right. but this time it's an official comedian. Remember last time it was the security guard. Now we have an official comedian to be the black comedy relief. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, that's what I remember is the Jet Lee sequences. Uh, was him kicking Russo in the face, and then the battle scene. <laughs> I remember the, him dismantling the gun, like that
1: being a uh-huh. real big deal. And I may have seen that in a, in a clip somewhere, or maybe, I, maybe my They showed that one over and over. And over. Yeah, I think that was him what, floating
0: what? down from the stairs, like, mm-hmm. like starting that. That that was shown quite a bit. So this was my first time watching the film. Then. Wow, I'm, I'm realizing that now. So what did you think? Since it's your first time watching it, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I, it this I feel like this is a great cap. For the Leave yeah. the weapon franchise, because before I was like, "Oh man, I hope they make a fifth. Now I'm like, "Nah, nah. nah this is, there's this, is a, this is nothing to do. This is a perfect ending." The fact that all four films were directed by Richard Donner, like this is this is all you need. I, I don't feel there's a need for for a fifth. No, these characters are already we're already getting older. I think I think we've got the natural progression of of Riggs going from the first film, a suicidal Vietnam ve- veteran. Who, who had lost his wife to now has made peace with that. The loss of his wife avenged the killers of his wife, mm. found a new family, found a new wife and now having a
0: child. Yeah. That's the cycle of life.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and has a a, a police partner that, and, and best friend in, yeah. in, in, in Murtaugh. Yeah. I'm like, man, you know, and, and, and with Murtaugh again, his family, you know, have grown up. He's now he's got a a grandbaby on the way, and yeah. a, a a son-in-law who's who's a a cop as well. Cycle life, man. I mean, if you if you did another one, and again, there's talks of Mel Gibson directing it.
0: It'll be awesome if Mel Gibson directs it. I'm Just saying, I I do agree there. Yeah, <laughs> but you,
1: but you have to bring Chris Rock back. Like Chris Rock
0: has to come back. Yeah, it's um man, and yeah, man. I don't I don't know what you do. I don't know to yeah.
1: I think oh man but see well I mean I think Murdoch has to have retired by this point. Oh, this dude is old and
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: He has to have retired by this point. I think I think I think that you make Oh no. I would be crazy if you if you actually made Riggs the captain. Like truly the captain in the seat. Oh. Uh but again,
0: I don't know. I don't if know. Mel directs it, helps with the writing and doing all that stuff, it could really be grounded and he'll find a story that makes sense. Sure. I just don't see it with them doing anything action related. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need them. Like, they,
1: they can have funny interactions. Yes. They, they may, maybe they get kidnapped and, and then Chris Rock. And, now they're the And, old, and, and yeah. you introduce the new lethal weapon. You got to have somebody yeah. who now is maybe a. a um uh, a Gulf, a Gulf War survivor who maybe has a, a similar thing that Riggs had, mm. who's some kind of lethal weapon. Maybe, maybe he's an MMA fighter. I don't know, but yeah, you got to introduce a new lethal weapon, yeah, to then kind of infuse for a new franchise, and then and then now Rock would be the older. He he still would be the older cop at
0: this point. True. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be the new Murtaugh. Yeah, Butters, <laughs> Butters. Yeah, I don't see it. Um this is a perfect cap. Yeah, I watched it, but um out of all of them, this was probably my least favorite out of all of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, but it was still entertaining though. Sure. Still entertaining, still solid. Yeah. Just probably like my yeah.
1: I I feel this one that the I think I think it had the weakest plot or plot device. Yeah. Um Immigrants. Yeah, and and they they even talk about this is a little bit of trivia mm. that this, that like they were act, like they, they, the production time on this was very short. They started shooting this January of 89, excuse me, of 98, <laughs> January of yeah, 98. Yeah. They wrapped production oh, in May of oh 98. No.
0: And it dropped in they, summer. They
1: finished post. It was 37 days post-production.
0: Fantastic.
1: So and, and it was, and it was, and it was dropped. Um, and and they would meet on Sunday. They would meet on Sundays. Richard Donner, uh
0: That's why the budget's so high. Because of the timing. Potentially. You gotta pay for that. For all that overtime, you gotta pay for that stuff. That's yeah. not cheap.
1: But Donner, Silver, one of the one of the writers and one of the studio execs would meet on Sundays and they would be like writing Writing. Like, writing and rewriting That's stuff.
0: That's messed up. That's messed up.
1: Yeah, because cause Chris Rock even said that he... They they would get, like, sides on Monday as far as what they were going to shoot. Like, they don't think they ever got, like, the full script. And wow. They would just, just go in and do it. Wow. But the fact that they got it done and got it out is you know, a feeding of itself. But, unfortunately, it didn't make as much of the box office, I'm sure, as they, as they hoped. What did you like or not like about the film? Again, I, I think I would say one of the things I didn't like... Would be again, I felt the plot was a little bit little bit weaker this this go round. I do like the continued growth of the characters. Again, the 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 relationship between Murtaugh and Riggs Mm -hmm. is just a beautiful thing. And even even up until the end where where Murtaugh can kind of sense where Riggs is at. Yeah, that's to go and save his
0: partner. Yeah. Telepathy. Yeah. Was that telekinesis? Um telepathy. <laughs> the oh yeah, telekinesis moving things. Yeah, he would be like, I got you, brother. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <clears throat> they rock out of it. <laughs>
1: rise, rings, rise.
0: <laughs> um, to me, like Asian chokes are a little rough. You know, it, yeah. you know, it hits differently now yeah, that we're a little more. Like, mm. Now that we're a little bit more aware yeah, <laughs> as Americans, like Ehh. I was, I was, I
1: was nervous going in. I was like, okay, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't as bad as I thought they they could have yeah. been. I'm like, okay, they. They Kind of and Donner even made mention mention mm-hmm. of that, like what they do out there, and then they were able to kind of get away with a little bit. I'm like,
0: okay, yeah, it's a rough going back and watching. It. Like, okay, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the crazy jokes are like you go back to the 80s and hear these kids and the things that come out of their mouths, you're like, wow, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, 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 uh Murdoch, what's it has to move? Murdoch. Oh, yeah, what i not like, uh, Mur- Murt, he, he has to move, like. <laughs> this house <laughs> <laughs> fair enough Like for real like dude come on oh
1: here's one thing i don't like i don't like that man like th- all this guy's stuff he's built up and worked towards all gets destroyed his yeah. boat gets destroyed in this yeah. one his home gets destroyed in this one like we've seen this man put time and effort into building this stuff
0: up over the past Decade and everybody just laughs at his stuff being destroyed.
1: Yeah, it's like, yo, this black man has worked so hard, yeah. put his life on the line of this gig, even decided not to retire so he can continue to do good in the community. Yeah. just to have his stuff blown up like this. I'm sure he has
0: insurance, but yeah. they, they keep come, making jokes about it. It's like, ah, your boat, nah. it's like, man, this but, is, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, insurance, I mean, he's gonna have some,
0: yeah, insurance, but he, but he has to move. Uh, this is it yeah, at this point, yeah. How many times have villains come in to kill your family? How many times do they, and they just shake it off? Uh, <laughs> I think I think the third third one may have been the only time do they nobody came in during the third one, right? Yeah, it's all merging together now.
1: No, cuz the third one they were going after the other ones.
0: They were going after the, the, the that, South Africans.
1: No, that's the second one. The third one is the, is the guns and the street violence. Oh yeah, internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the South Africans one's. they that's Pied the second up. one Okay
0: Yeah and then they blew up And then the toilet bomb and Then That's right And Then in the first film Like
1: they Drove the car through the <laughs> Dining room <laughs> that,
0: They had a full out brawl At the end of that one yeah. In front of the front yard the front yard Yeah He's yeah. Mm. gotta move
1: Yeah <laughs> It's about that time For a new address Murtaugh
0: You're not supposed <laughs> to know How many cops in the neighborhood It's like Oh they, you know, they we don't to lock the doors Yeah People just pop up They like, just come on in oh man but you know I, what I do like is that it is a, it's a good time not too serious it's a good time you know? but still at times still feels ground
1: like these characters still ha- have this ground in this tune like these are these are two They're history. there's history guys. from
0: the f- previous films there's a history there there's a shortcut Yeah, I
1: like the arc of I like the arc of Riggs I, I like Agreed. that he has come full circle and, and I love that in scene the the scene where where Leo gets is sharing the story about Frog. That
0: was kind of um, that was kind of emotional. Yeah, that one, I was like, "What's going on here?" Like, like that was they uh, flipped it up, they switched it up on that one. That I, was, I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, the, the, I'm glad that Leo got a moment to be to be serious, to be human, and to and to share with these guys, and and even and mm-hmm. and, and even now, Riggs, I was gonna
0: put that in favorite scenes, like mm-hmm. memorable scenes. It, yeah, you can go ahead. Keep it yeah, explaining. and
1: even, and even Riggs saying, "Um, oh, we we treat you terrible." He was like. No, you guys are my friends. You guys are my family, and it and it's not better or worse than it was with Froggy. It's just different. Like ooh, and the fact that but but he knows that yeah, these guys they they gave him a hard time, but but it's but it's all love in the end. It's like man, that's it was it was that was that was pretty awesome. I'm like man, this was yeah. But they, they but they do that. Lethal Weapon I think is. In each movie there's there is always one or two moments that mm-hmm. have like
0: this real heart yeah. to them that I agree. gives it that gives it a gravitas. Yeah. It it that one I wasn't expecting. It would just came came a little came later. Yeah. Uh, but it's
1: always a moment that hits like in the previous one it was mm-hmm. the it was the it was the it was them on the boat when when Murtaugh is That's right cuz we were dealing with gun violence
0: Kim. in the streets. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Uh, the second one anyway I don't have to recap them all but, right. but the moments of the, <laughs> might as well the, the moments uh, of in, that. A, in South Africa what was the South African one um, would
0: it be the it was a part
1: I think it's the scene on the toilet when he's when he's trying to save him off the toilet that's like that. right like that's their moment then right in the first one Man, I think the first one has has more, the first one has even more emotional beats. It's first seeing Riggs wanting to shoot
0: himself. Yeah, dealing with suicide. Mm -hmm. And I think then it's. So the first one's dealing with suicide. The mm -hmm. second one is dealing with. Apartheid. Apartheid. But then also as a buddy cop is we're, we can die together, you know, and I'm going to be there for you. You know, if we if you die, I'm dying. It's it's that I trust you with my life. Like there okay, you
1: go, it's official. I trust you with my life. We are partners. I won't I won't ever abandon you. Yeah, and, and that and that stays consistent throughout because it's always at the end one is saving the other. Yeah, Murtagh is saving Rigs or Rigs is saving Murtagh. Got a point.
0: Okay, it's got a heart. Yes, sir. It's yeah. beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. So, but it's not it's not that it's bad. It's not that bad. It's just. On the like the hierarchy is just like, mm, you know, but maybe it's too many, you know, but <laughs> too many. But they get to close it out, yeah. and so that's good. I think exa- I mean as a, I'm I'm I've been impressed as a whole. I'm like man, I agree. Lethal Weapon,
1: it's legit. Shut out, you it's know, legit. Like I, wow, that's and I, I, I find it unique amongst amongst franchises to have the same director, same. Core cast, yeah, and to be able to grow that cast, that's that's a heck of a feat. And a lot of the mm-hmm. a lot of the crew, same crew,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So lethal weapon, good
1: job. I can dig
0: it. Uh, what'd you think about the commentary? And I'm gonna try to move a little bit faster. Sure, sure. Commentary was was
1: solid by Donner. So the commentary actually, let me give the names who who was on the commentary. So it's Donner. It's a one. It's producer Jay Mills Goodlow mm-hmm. and uh, Jeff Johns who is also a producer. I didn't write down his title, but it's this is one of the one of the more talkative commentaries by Donner. Like, okay. He's talking a lot on this one. Interesting. Like boom, 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 and, and sharing everything. So I've got quite a bit of, of tips and trivia once we get to that. So yeah, this this is one of his better commentaries. I like it. I think because it was the last one he had done, and it was the freshest in his mind. Okay. It, and it, it may have been his favorite... He he
0: may have said, may have, "This may have been his favorite one." have put some money in his pockets Ooh. on this one. Just <laughs> where did the money go, Donner? I think,
1: <laughs> I think because of the the crunch that they were under to to get this thing done, and the fact they got it done in such a short amount of time—it's a feat in itself. In addition to Mel's schedule, the studio also gave him a deadline. Okay, we need it done by this date. Yeah, and that also prompted the
0: quickness. Get it done. Revenue. Spend, spend six years, Donner. Get it done. Mm. Um, special features? Were there any like any um, additional special features or anything like that? It's a little whoopsie moment here. So I realized that in my my uh,
1: Lethal Weapon four disc Blu Ray set that there is a fifth disc that was in the case. It was hidden of Lethal Weapon four.
0: Oh, son of a gun! Yeah, that actually was a surprise a, a featurette. And so it was like a special features
1: of all the films. It had it had four features in it, but. The first two, oh. the first two seem to span the first the first feature talks about the creation of Lethal Weapon and its Richard Donner and I think he's sitting with with Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. And then the second one is kind of it going into production, which would have really helped, but I didn't but I didn't have this when we covered the first film. So, yeah, a little grace there. All right. Uh, the second one it talks about expanding the family and begins to talk about when they added other cast members. And it's and it's cutting to Rene Russo, it's cutting to Chris Rock, and them talking about their involvement. The only person, the main actor that they, they don't really interview is Joe Pesci. He's the only one who's not uh, in it. But it's Donner, again, Glover, Gibson, Russo, and Rock. You hear about them quite a bit. And Chris Rock actually mentions that growing up as a kid, they had, they had like maybe five VHSs that they watched all the time. One being Saturday Night Fever. So he's seen Saturday Night Fever a lot. Yeah. He, he knows that film. I know that life. Backwards. He's
0: watching the same like 20 movies. over. Oh, now, yeah. Man.
1: But at least he said Lethal Weapon was one of them. So he said he knows oh. Lethal Weapon a lot. It's one of, his, one of the main films he saw growing up as a kid. Uh, and then the fourth at deals with the legacy of Lethal Weapon and touches on some things from from part four. So it's a, it's a nice, each feature is a nice kind of homage to the Lethal Weapon franchise as a whole. I can dig that. I mean, it was a, it was a big deal. Yeah, and then there was there was a feature on the Blu-ray itself that dealt with kind of some of the, the bloopers and, and outtakes from Lethal Weapon over the years. I got about halfway through that, and I kind of
0: ran out of time, so, yeah. Okay. Um, from a tone standpoint, um, you got the same opening. You got the opening there in a the car. Here we are again. Here we go. It's raining. It's raining, right? It was raining, right, in the first scene in the car? Yeah, it was raining.
1: There's... See, I don't know if it was rain was coming down because well, I, I, no, I don't know if water was coming down because of rain or because this guy had hit the fire hydrant. Hit a fire hydrant and it was
0: yeah. coming down from that. My brain and I didn't. I should have wrote it down anymore, but I felt like water. Water. Is, water was coming. Water. Down. Okay. Okay, we got the okay.
1: But I don't know if it was rain or a broken fire hydrant.
0: Okay, so we see them again, starting in a car, about to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. and so that same tone is there. uh my wife disclaimer language uh she was like, this what she said, this direct likes blowing shit up like she just randomly said that. it's good you caught that yeah
1: his his Donna's goal is to at the beginning of the film give you an explosion that you would expect to see at the end of the film,
0: yeah, he did it. Yeah, he did it. I mean,
1: same thing with the, with the third one. what right? with that that really big building at the beginning with the cat? Save the cat yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then that's what, what, that's Part what. two. How did what did he do in part two? That part uh,
1: two we had the chase with the South Africans, uh-huh. and then on the on the highway with the helicopter. It started out with a race. Yeah, yeah,
0: big big chase helicopter. And the first one, lady jumps out of the building. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Attention getters. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. From a tone standpoint, What you would you, what'd you get? Uh, again,
1: this is still a '90s buddy cop action movie. It's it's action action comedy, mm-hmm. and I feel well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's action comedy. It kind of stays stays consistent throughout from
0: '80s and into the into the '90s. Indeed. Music. The music's still kind of like the same kind of vibe, you know. During the transitions, the only thing that I kind of noticed differently was now that we have the Asian influence, you're starting to see, starting to hear it's like, oh, it's a little Asian going on, little Asian influence, which makes me think of Rush Hour, you know, with how they kind of remixed, you know, American music with the with the Chinese music, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's kind of one of those from a music standpoint. Did you catch anything? It stays consistent again. You still have, you have again a
1: lot of the same people still involved. Yeah. From from all, I mean, it is the same people still involved. It's so it's so consistent. The Eric, Eric Clapton's, uh, you know, the guitar sound, the the mm. little sash. <laughs> yeah. Like all those all those sounds are consistent throughout Lethal Weapon, and it and it's kind of interesting in terms of you know it it. it doesn't like skew heavily into hip hop just yet. Was the once we get into like the um Rush Hour franchise, we begin to get get like some of the more modern hip hop R and B right. We got we get you know Drew Hill mixed in, but with, with the weapon again, it's still
0: kind of yeah. Because like the character who's supposed to be the main character changes exactly. Like it's about in Rush Hour, it's about Chris Tucker and being cool and no all doubt. that stuff. No doubt.
1: But also, what I can appreciate from both is. Right, so we start off in Rush right? Hour, we, we hear this song by, you know, War, you know, and they kind of bond over that song, yeah. but, but at the end of this one, we get them playing Why Can't We Be Friends,
0: why can't we
1: be, yeah, by War, which, not the same people that sing the song, War, that's a solo artist that does that one, yeah. but anyway, but yeah, but hearing the, but why can't we, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's it's just
1: a fun, that's a fun
0: song. Yeah, that's just like, all right. Then you got all the, the picture oh, montage. The I'm like, okay, this is this is an end cap. Like,
1: yo, this I is agree. a
0: straight rap. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. They got out unscathed. hmm uh, From a style standpoint, to me, it feels kind of like similar. Like, the money still feels the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the money's on the screen. It's anamorphic. Looks good. Just like Part three, two, like when they up the budget, kind of feel a little bit. Probably two, probably three and four, like budget wise, feels the same. Um, just it seems like the the type of explosion is different. You know, I think and that
1: first, yeah, that first opening scene with that. that tanker, yeah, exploding and boom, and then landing on the car, bah, like, oh. and then blowing up the the whole gases. I'm like, oh, and expansive. <laughs>
0: That one, um, yeah, style of the Of course, we still got the jazz music, same open, opening. Um, it feels the style is like it a style is already set and they're just playing within that style. Is what I feel like. I don't think they're deviating. I agree. And
1: yeah, it's there's a bit of a formula to it. There's always gonna be a big big opening explosion. Yeah. There is going to be a a highway chase. At some point, they're going to be on the on the highway, and it's going to be a big a big chase. Yeah. And Riggs is going to be hanging off of a vehicle at some point in time. Um, and then there and then there's going to be an in fight scene that's going to take place at a harbor or at a dock or some industrial spot.
0: And to add to Someone dies in a weird way Like one of the villains Dies in a weird way So we Or like a funny Vicious way Like we saw the surfboard Decapitate one And mm-hmm. then this one The guy's in the street And gets ran over by the 18 We We're like Oh Smack yeah, I was like Oh I, I was like
1: Okay I come across him, I was like Oh this gonna survive Then I saw I was like Oh
0: <laughs> Nope He's not <laughs> no,
1: He's done That's a wrap <laughs> That semi I could not stop for you, buddy. Mm. Keep on trucking. Like, oh,
0: call insurance. That was, good. The insurance. <laughs> that, was good. that was not a speed bump. Fun stuff. Um, thematically, my God, we we'll go back and forth on this one. Um, marriage. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, birth. Yeah, um, with the friend song, why can't we be friends? Just that. Even if somebody um, is, I wouldn't say treating you badly, but we, we view it as like, man, they ragging on this guy and all this stuff. But that's their friendship, you know, maybe different than how these other people are friends. So it's just cool to see a friendship and them acknowledging that we are friends. And this is why. Mm. Um,
1: I'll say coming to coming to terms with the past.
0: Yeah. To add to that, uh, slavery, uh, where Murtal was like, he was like <laughs> kinda giving a guy uh, the one of the cops a hard time for like being so hard on immigrants like Yeah, not-
1: it it was the the um like security guy. I forget what the guy's role was. Maybe mm-hmm. he was maybe he was with the I thought he was on the force or um uh, with immigration or something probably, like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was he was kind of a, a Prick. Kind of a prick, yeah Yeah, giving our time And just kind of saying like Hey, you know In a Murtaugh quotes. I don't know what the quote was But he quotes something Talking the about Statue how, of Liberty How you should be treating Your fellow man, basically was, yeah.
1: That was a quote from the Statue of Liberty It was Statue bring, of Liberty bring, okay. bring, bring me your tired And huddled masses Yeah, yeah That's the, what the quote That's on the Statue of Liberty that, uh-huh. That's that's to,
0: to welcome the ing- Immigrants to our country Unbelievable Shout out yeah. to Smith For knowing
1: that <laughs> well, Once I heard that I was like "Oh, ah, that's on the Statue of Liberty
0: uh, but he quotes that. And so it's like, mm-hmm. dude, what are you what are you doing? This is how you treat the people coming to your country? And you know he's like, Okay, I bet you know, you're Native American though, right? He's oh. like you put that in there. It's like, <laughs> like, bro, you're not from here either. I was like, man. <laughs> so tying that in, then Murtal was like, you know, I gotta, you know, this is like slavery. You know, yeah. they, they, I mean they're enslaved. They're basically Indentured, indentured servants slash right. slaves And if I get a
1: chance to, to free free these slaves yeah. I, like I didn't get a chance to do for my people man I was like okay, okay I, did, did, did Danny Glover write that line <laughs> Yeah, I was I was, I was kind of wondering I was like mm, I wonder what kind of influence he had on on some of those things because you mm-hmm. know he's a major activist but I, I I liked how they worked that in and it seemed it seemed good and right and, and mm-hmm. I I really I liked his relationship with the Asian family that he actually took into his home oh, yeah. I, I was like
0: What's the guy's that's, name? That's Ping, cool. Ping
1: Hong Hong Ping Hong Huang. It was Huang. the boy's name? Yeah, I, I I appreciated that he that he did that. I forgot what the boy's name was. Ping. His name is Ping. Duh.
0: The little kid name was
1: Ping. Oh, the little kid. Gotcha. Yeah. I was thing about his, his his dad. Hong.
0: Um, and themes is just water. So like like we talk about the beginning is water. Um, during the chase, there's water. what chase am I? water during a chase on the boat they're in water yeah and then at the end there is underwater (laughs) yes (laughs) so yeah so yeah so like um when they're fighting jet lead all the water's like kind of like coming down and it's like oh then they actually go in the water so that's another thing you know going and do it's it's always expensive shot it looks great when you do it when you can pull it off and to add to that i'll add a theme of fire Ah yes, absolutely. This
1: fire at the beginning with the the guy literally in the, in the flamethrower suit. <laughs> I, I do I do like how when, when Riggs shoots that little propane tank, <laughs> <laughs> that guy becomes rocket
0: man. He becomes rocketeer. Shoots right into it. Like oh, that
1: guy's dead. Yeah, you ain't gonna survive that. Ain't, ain't nothing bouncing off your suit now, buddy. You are you are freaking seed. <laughs> you are freaking seed criminal.
0: Dude. Man, I always think about in Rush Hour where someone dies and then uh, Chris like like. You know he did <laughs> <laughs> that. Riggs Murtal do have a body count, and yeah. and and nobody goes
1: to court. Like, like nobody ever makes it to court at the end of lethal weapon. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's lethal. It's lethal every time. Like these guys die, but also with fire again. The home, his home being burnt down, and them almost dying in a fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 more fire. More fire, mas fuego. So. And then on um, the uh, theme, of course, uh, Glover always says he's getting too old. You're getting too old, but then now Riggs is starting to be like, yeah, I'm getting old. You know, he's starting to realize that. He's like, you know, getting beat up in the round, fighting the younger guys. Like, has to fake a shoulder injury to just to get out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh That's, that's a real thing, man, in life. This life cycle. It's like, oh, man. It's fleeting. Yes, sir. And Murtaugh says, time's undefeated. Yeah,
1: you can't. You said no. you, said you can't beat the clock. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. Ain't no
0: beating the clock now. Um, you got any more? No, that's out uh, of for themes. You, you. No favorite scenes or memorable scenes? Ha ha. Okay. Again, the
1: opening flamethrower. Again, that guy. <laughs> you know, I said his flight into the propane truck. I just said that. That was just good funny.
0: because in that scene, um, Riggs convinces Murtal to take off all his clothes, which is. It's weird, you know. I'm like, it is they weird. humiliate this guy. He does uh, in every movie, and he just takes it on the chin. Um, <laughs> he's he's I don't I, like I don't know what to. I'm like, you you trust Riggs
1: so much, and 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 and, and Riggs knows it and takes advantage of that. Yep. But it's like it's the nature of their relationship. Like for whatever reason, he he's willing to put himself out there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then the way it comes into play later on, like he's like. It's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't funny no more. <laughs> <laughs> and then by, and Riggs behind him. Hey, who's ever doing this? Uh, you need to stop. And, and, as he pastes the, the, the article right back on the glass. The
0: way the Riggs you. acts reminds me of Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop when he's like kind of doing his shenanigans. Mm. you need to stop it. Y'all need, yeah, so. Um but yeah, it's just funny. He's in his draws and then like he gives him time to kind of aim. Pew! Got him <laughs> flapping his
1: wings like like a chicken. I mean, yeah. the plan works. Yeah, it, it, the distraction is effective. Yeah, but like, I'm like, who was the the photographer that was on the street just like
0: yeah, to get the shot? Like, fun, oh, man, great. Um, any more favorable, favorite, memorable? Yes, uh, the reveal of
1: Rianne's husband being a cop. So when uh, when that's uh, Chris. When Lorna's wow. talking yeah, uh-huh. when Lorna is talking to Riggs and she lets that secret out. Like they're there on the beach and, and like she's yes. she really doesn't want to say it, but he but he's kinda he's super charming, right? And, he, yeah. and he's able to to get it out of her. And, so, he's like, and he's like, Oh no, I won't
0: say anything about it. And we know good and well he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna He did pretty good on like hinting to it without saying it. Yeah. It their interaction is funny on the beach because she was like he's like, What's that look? What's that look? You know, I, I you know I can catch this thing. And it's funny because I can do that with my wife. I can like, what are you trying to say? What, you know what, what's going mm-hmm. on, and it's like, dang, it. she's like, son of a bitch. She's my my pregnant brain won't let me. like her brain wouldn't let her keep the I'm secret keep in. The so. secret. And she was like, son of a bitch, and so she had to tell him because he's like, hold on, no, no, no. You know I'm not gonna like not, not, gonna not bother you. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna keep bothering you until you tell me. He's like son mm. of a bitch, and then so it was cool to kind of see that back and forth. That was funny for sure, for sure. Um, memorable scene. The therapist, we've seen her in every single one. She is done. Yeah. Anything that Riggs wants, she is finished. She's had it. Yeah, and so like just um like how Riggs is messing with her and then how she's just fed up. She doesn't want to hear it. if he has something serious to talk about, she's even she don't want to hear it. Which he finally actually does has something serious to talk yeah. about.
1: And she's now she's she's assuming that it's a joke because he's he's joke he's the boy who cried wolf. Yep. He is has teased her and Humiliated her for years. Yeah. And now when he really needs to talk to her about the prospect of, of getting married, she's she assumes that it's all all a joke. And 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 she she rejects him. And then she tells him, I don't like you. Dang. And then he <laughs> and then and then he switches it and just like calls her out and, and, and makes it seem like she's making a pass at him. Like, oh man. Unbelievable. Unacceptable. That, that's rough. That is rough. Um I have well, I, I already mentioned it. Again, Riggs reposting the photo of Murtaugh in the office yeah. two times. <laughs> takes it down, and then he comes back and he's back up there, and he's like, "Back up here again." And then <laughs> Riggs takes it off. Hey, guys, this is your captain speaking. Yeah, whoever's doing this, bye on blah 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 blah. And then as soon as Murtaugh turns back, and then, then back,
0: Murtaugh then just keeps going for it.
1: <laughs> Riggs it right up there. I'm like, man, and that's and that's also a trope. There's always an office. Scene where Murtaugh is being embarrassed. Where well, was the condoms on the That's right. uh, on the condom tree on his desk? Yep. To the roundhouse kick where he knocks over the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's always something. <laughs> always something with Murtaugh and Riggs in the office.
0: Seeing Riggs trying to run now. He's oh, you saw apparently slow. He's slow. I was like oh boy, I, slow. I, yeah. And when you compare it to like his hair, like all swinging in the first three this one the arms were a little tighter yeah
1: <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't quite have the stride like before before it was <laughs> yeah <I> was like
0: <laughs> yeah he's running for I was like mm. the stuntman is getting his work in you can see it his stuntman <laughs> with sub, the bad haircut <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to sub
1: out I need to sub out. oh but I, I think i think that that mill actually pulled a hammy yeah in uh in that, in that in that chasing where they cross the street, uh uh-huh. And um,
0: I can see, yeah. yeah, I mean, he wasn't ready like he was not the other three, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah six years, you yeah, know, it's been six years you had to run like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I noticed how slow he was, though, yeah, I
1: saw it too. I was like, hmm. not quite Tom Cruise, stride, stride has changed, literally. yeah, <laughs> stride has changed. and then when Chris Rock was like,
0: Old Timers, why you're
1: at it, old Timers, maybe he's a little Samson effect, cut the head, I lost some of his <laughs> strength. <I don't>
0: know. <laughs> Um, what are the scenes you got why do I have back kick to the neck back kick to the neck who got what neck got back kicked Jet Li he's kicking folks left and right back kick to the neck who got kicked in the neck dang it there's a reason anyhow um, ping ping you know comes to the rescue was the was was the guy on the roof that he he fought did he kick that guy in the neck maybe it was no because he Well, at the end yeah he put his feet on him first dang Maybe it was, yes. You're right. The guy on the roof. Because the dude on the roof, we're not expecting Jet Lee to be on the roof. So this guy is kind of running away. Like, yeah, I got away. And then a kick comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was a bad kick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Teamwork. Thank you. you that, Yeah, that was It was a bad kick. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's a hell of a way to. <laughs> Where do you think you go? I didn't get surprised, man. A bad kick from Jet Lee to the neck. Uh, and you're
1: not not even expecting. It. God, that would hurt. Rough. That
0: would hurt pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ping while the house is on fire. I don't know where Ping is at, but Ping busts out of nowhere with these little kid scissors to cut the family <laughs> loose.
1: I was like, man, this is a brave little kid because <laughs> you know it's hot as heck in there with those flames, <laughs>
0: and this kid, unlikely, <laughs> just pop- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
1: kid would have been out the door. Hey, Ping, Ping, say hi. Like, yeah. <laughs> ping help your boy out well you know maybe he didn't know how to get out maybe he, he, he probably was, didn't know okay let me get the adults yeah. free they can help me get out of here because <laughs> I can't I can't hop this table these flames are too high for me so maybe he knew he needed their help but oh, nonetheless man. good job little ping uh, I've got oh so I've got Riggs and Murtaugh because I asked this question before I said why are these guys fired from their property damage. Yeah. And we actually get an answer. Yeah. yeah. So Riggs and Murtaugh, after the big explosion, right. at the beginning of the they're, day, they're in the mm-hmm. captain's office and he's like, this pains me to do this, but you two are being promoted to captains. Because we can't fire you. Right. We can't fire you. But first he says, because we can no longer be insured. Yeah. The department can no longer be insured because of all the damage you guys have caused over the years. <laughs> Dang. So we're promoting you to captains to get you off the streets. So the previous film, they get reduced down to beat cops That's because right. of destruction. Now, yeah, they get promoted to captains. Like, talk about falling forward. Like, what the heck? So, yeah, because they can't be fired and uh, they can't be insured. Yeah. So they're captains. But, yeah, they're still right back out on the streets. I'm like, there is a serious lack of oversight <laughs> in this department. Because there's a change. A ah! <laughs> These guys are right back out on the street. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Oh, that's all I got for favorite scenes. Let me burn through a couple more of these. All right, so, oh, um, oh, so I've got Leo interacting with Butters for the first time. So when they're when Butters uh, in the back seat yeah. and Merton Riggs are, are are driving, and then Leo pulls up, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, who's the perp in the back seat?" And oh, so you think I'm a perp? Yeah, and they, they start kind of going back and forth, and then another, and then another cop pulls up and he's like, "Sir, you realize you're double parked?" He's like, I, I, "I know," and like we think he's been drinking. And he's like, I know. and then they they pull away. It, the interaction that was really funny between Chris Rock and, and Pesci in that in that moment. Um, next <laughs> up is well, you already covered uh, the little kid at the rescue. <laughs> mm, okay, so this is the, the the chase scene, right? We all get a chase scene in Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. But this is. Kind of a, 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 almost a foresight to what we would see later on in mm. like the Fast and Furious films, where we see this vehicle ramp off the highway into a building, bruh, and drive through, drive through of the office, office building, space, like through desks, like people people are working. Those people would have been dead. I'm sorry, no people aren't fast enough to get out of the way of, mm. of, a, of a car that's just crashed through. <laughs> through the office window People would have, been, ah, it yeah. would have been It would have been bad It would have been Yeah There would have been Multiple Tragic. casualties Because uh, people would have had Headphones on or whatever mm-hmm. But yeah people like, Thank goodness they got out of the way But this car I don't know why like, why aren't you hitting the brakes? But they're still trying to chase these guys. And that's they right. G- 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 crash through something. Then they crash out the other and end of the like, building. Go
0: for it. Go for it. And like male's like pushing
1: the... Yeah, he steps on the gas. I'm like, you psycho. You're still crazy. Like, yeah. He steps on the that's gas and they so crash got out help. the back end and... Right back onto the highway. Right onto the highway. I'm like, that's... Mm, unlikely. But memorable.
0: So, <laughs>
1: so I had to put that one in there. Uh, then there's the there's the dental office scene where they, they've tracked down... Yeah. Uncle so and so Ben Uncle Ben right who's in the dentist chair at a predominantly asian dentist office and Riggs Murtaugh, and Butters have cornered them while while Leo is causing a distraction and he's getting his mouth yeah. worked on and he's yelling in the other room mm-hmm. and and but they they turn up the the gas in their room with with Uncle Ben and they and they force him to inhale and all of a sudden, he's up so high that everybody's being affected, and they're all laughing. And and all of a sudden, you get you get Butters uh, talking about you know basically being the 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 father for uh, <laughs> for to uh, Murtaugh's daughter, and he's like, "Oh baby," <laughs> he's like he's like, uh, "Not your baby, I mean uh, oh oh baby." Yeah, and your know, with your daughter, I was like, "Oh baby." <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's a funny exchange. And he, like even like when Murtal's like, I thought you were, and he does like a little yeah. kind of effeminate movement. And he's like, No, I was like, and he does like the the the, the pelvic thrust movement. I was like, oh man, this is wild. But they, it was a it was a funny scene to see them all Getting along high. Yeah. They were they were quite quite high. Uh, next up, it's I was I was shocked when they killed Hong. Who was the, 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 the main father of the family
0: Dude, Jet Li was brutal Yeah,
1: well it, it wasn't even Jet That would mean Yeah, no, yeah
0: Yeah, he's, yeah Jet Li's the one that killed yeah, him he's, just, like, a, he's a slave driver So he, he he kills him, he's like Hey, I'm gonna like, kill another one if you don't work
1: Yeah, because you'd seen this beautiful moment earlier With Murtaugh and Hong Where, where Murtaugh gave him, gave him his watch from his father and I'm like, oh man, this is a beautiful moment. Yeah. And, then now, and then now Hong finally finds his uncle that he had made mention of, and then all of a sudden he gets the 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 the, the death grip to the throat. <laughs> Tiger and, and claw. He goes quick. And Tiger like, claw. Not ready. Oh, oh, man, Hong, your kung fu is not strong. No, <laughs> neither is your throat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was like, I oh, was that was sad That I was, was like, messed man, up. That was yeah. Messed that was sudden. I was like, oh, oh man, I wasn't expecting that. Um, again, we may mention this before, but it's Riggs just reconciling with his wife and the scene with him and and Leo talking about Froggy and that kind of just being the instance mm-hmm. of him being able to to let go and not blame himself anymore for his his wife's death and you know letting that go,
0: which is important in human. It you know, is letting things it, go.
1: Yes, it is absolutely. And then lastly, just the the end of everything and and. <laughs> Lorna going into birth And just how She's Going wild Like well she wants to make sure That Riggs is there She grabs another lady's Yeah <laughs> Like her IV is pulling her along And is Cursing out the nurse And they bring a rabbi in They they get married
0: Unofficially They get married They have the words exchanged It's. It, I think that was interesting Like cause it, You know we talk about it as a theme But like mm-hmm. in society You know because they talk about Murtagh's family, you know, with his daughter. Like, you know, she's pregnant, but she's not married. But then we find out, like, yeah, she is married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole situation with uh, Riggs and his... Um, Lady. Yeah, it's like, oh, you got a baby on the way, but is marriage important? So they still address marriage. And then it's like, huh, is it important? But they treat it as marriage is important.
1: Yeah, in and, the fa- and, and the fact that... well. It's, it's important to both of them. It's important to Riggs, but he's I think Riggs is partially afraid he's partially damaged because he feels like people that he, that he kind of loves like end up dying but he, but he's obviously in a relationship with with Lorna mm-hmm. but he was also still still caught up in blaming himself for his wife's death and had he right. had to find some way to Let reconcile go. that right but she also was lying. Yes, yeah, because so she was like she really wanted marriage, but she didn't want to put that pressure on him. Because she, she understood. said, I'll take you anyway, I can get you but finally when it came down to it giving birth, she was like, Look, I don't want to give birth, to baby, without us being married.
0: Yeah. Or at least hearing the words. And so that that's interesting how maybe that's a you know, a movie of its time, because in today's generation, maybe that isn't a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, hey, let's just do the girlfriend thing. Mm. you know what I mean but I just thought that was kind of interesting you know how they both address their own ways
1: yeah but yeah, yeah so it's uh it, it was cool to see it was, it was again it's a nice it's a nice bow on everything on this franchise to
0: tropes aha big explosion opening indeed uh why do i oh perfect time to get killed. So we see the crooked cop counting his money um, as the train comes and then he gets hit from behind and he's onto the train tracks and bam. But it, you can kind of tell this guy was going to die. He kept trying to count his money. He was like, get out of here. He's counting his money. He's in the car account. I was mm-hmm. like, this looks like he's going to die. He's counting his money as the trains on its way. It's, it's a wrap for you, buddy. Um, Riggs.
1: No, wait, no, no, no. Here we go. Uh, i said that the, the progress of Murtaugh's boat, right? His boat is featured in all the films and we see it, you know, from the sitting in the driveway and him doing some work on it in the first one to him, you know, wanting to, him being on it in the third one. Like it's actually at least, at least kind of mm-hmm. uh, docked in the, in the Harbor. Yeah. So now we actually see it out on the water. Yeah.
0: and To see it destroyed Fishing with the shark, got an actual shark on it. That's hilarious. Yeah.
1: But then it gets destroyed. I'm like, oh, man, again, insurance. So,
0: indeed good luck Marta um they the villain or somebody trying to get information out of which is bad probably bad uh policing which is you know threatening to torture somebody to get information mm. uh, which is attacked you know uh, certain departments do uh shout out Chicago allegedly. No. allegedly 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 <laughs> so we heard um but yeah, so they the guy <laughs> Benny Uncle Ben they got him in the thing. He's like, I'm gonna use this tool on you. And talking about all the stuff they gonna oh, do to yes, with the village's. dentist tools, like, um, and they use the gas to get information out of him. In the other film, they used the uh, guy Tyrone to uh, had him under the car and was gonna, oh, and they yeah. threatened to run over his face. That's right. I made an be made pass out eventually. That's right, right after you gave the information up. He mm-hmm. did. Yeah, but that's a trope for, you know, Lethal Weapon and other cop films, they kind of do that. You that's sure you
1: get away with that in the, in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I put the final fight at the harbor or the docks or in some kind of industrial area of town mm-hmm. where there's metal and water. Fight villain in the
0: rain in a movie.
1: Can you stand the rain? Um, I had a, a a big fall. This one actually had one of the smaller falls. Is just it was just rigs falling from that roof into the dumpster. That's oh, actually man. it was a pretty minor fall. Yeah, but you had in the previous film was much bigger falls. But this one was
0: like several small stories, one. but it wasn't like splash. Yeah, into it would have been. He, he made it his, wasn't like slow motion. lag like, you know, into exactly. water. The third one was probably the biggest fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. falling away from the camera. We got,
1: yeah, we got that that overhead shot of him. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, then I had the, the tropes of just on three, right? That's constantly throughout. Okay. All right. On three. On three, on three, or one, two, three, then, then go. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, oh, see, I, I went on two. Or, because in that, in, that, in that, speaking of that, in that scene, they're like, okay, on three. He's like, one.
0: And he just lets go. Okay. Um, We've seen guns shooting underwater, and it worked this time. So um, Jet Li's down with Riggs. I call him Jet Li. I don't know what his character's name was. Uh, <laughs> Wah Sing Koo. Yeah, Jet Li. Uh, as he's underwater, uh, Riggs gets the gun and and just lights him up. But, you know, we've seen this scene several times where someone shoots a gun and it's like, <clap> it doesn't work underwater. Or sometimes it does work underwater. In this case, it did. So uh, that's a trope in action films.
1: I'll say... Uh, Riggs or Murtaugh having to rescue each other At the end of the film And then both Or one another being banged up At the end of the film Yeah
0: they were jacked up in this one Yeah they always look rough afterwards Um, A trope just in general films Is just the talking to the gravestone site Um, You see see this in the cemetery You see this quite a bit It's a trope of films
1: Mm. The unlocked doors at the Murtaugh residence Oh, who, who busted in this time? Uh, when when they initially when uh, when Riggs and his and his fiancee lady when they initially go over to their house they mm-hmm. just walk they knock on the door and they walk on in son of a
0: like wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um the hmm, it's, um the annoying guy is okay you know the person that's been annoying you this whole time in the film and da da da, da it's not so bad so, oh Uncle the, Ben right. No, um, Leo gets. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. He, he he has a real heartfelt moment at the end. Like I I, I thought that was just beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, Delivers good news about the what am I talking about?
1: I'll say the 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 father accepts his daughter's boyfriend slash husband.
0: Okay. The captain he comes to, um, what, what, what news is he delivering? The captain, he's coming to deliver news while they're at the, uh, the hospital, at the hospital. Right.
1: He gets news of that, that, that they're individually insured now and that they can not, they can go back to being sergeants. Okay. And he, he takes their captain badges back, <laughs> Okay, Leo takes one of them and, and,
0: and hides yeah. in his pocket. Okay. Thanks. Uh, the, so that's a, that's just a trope in films, especially like some of the 80 films. And we're at the end. The guy comes and delivers the good news. My favorite mm-hmm. one is Goonies, you know. Oh, we get to keep the properties.
1: Yeah! <laughs> you know? So, you know what? So, speaking of that specifically, with Richard Donner films, mm-hmm. he specifically mentions that in any film that he does, he mm-hmm. always wants to make sure the end is hopeful. That when people leave the theater, that they have a feeling
0: of hope. Hope. I like that Donner. So that's a, that's that's a Richard Donner theme. Uh, Richard Donner, that's a Donner trope. Dishing out some good feels because that's all you have is a feeling that the film leaves you with. You don't want to mm-hmm. leave feeling horrible. Shout out to Twelve Years Later.
1: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's the one that, that left me feeling. I was like. I, 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 I. I I just sat in the theater That's for a minute. Like, I didn't know what to. That should not. That I didn't should, know what to do. That should
0: not be proper. You shouldn't do that I, to black people. I mean, yeah. You cannot. <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't be allowed to make those movies for black Americans. They sit here with this. Yeah. I, I don't
1: know. Uh, my wake up some ancestors. Should I stay or should I go? I didn't, I was I was lost. I was like, I, uh, uh, mm. but yeah. I was. I, you know, it's it's a it's an experience. It's a wasn't it pleasant. But I, I, it makes me appreciate Donner film. <laughs> man, going watch a Richard Donner film because watch my palette. Yeah, right. I need to. <laughs> I need to reset. I need to reset. Woo, let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah, man, shout out to Richard Donner, man. Like I, uh, this, this, yeah, it gives me a great appreciation for for Richard Donner. Rest in peace,
0: R.I.P. Brother.
1: Quotes. Quotes. Oh, so again speaking of that that quote, this is how it started off from, from Murtaugh. What happened to your your tired and weary or what what happened to bring me your your tired and weary and huddled masses? That was a, the first part. And then he said a little bit more, but that's the first part of the quote from the Statue of Liberty that he
0: said to the uh immigration officer. Um I think Leo Getz says is uh so was it why are you ain't going? Why you ain't tell me you were going to shoot? Just, ah, shut up. Marta always says, "All oh, shut up. Like, just, keep, they talk to him rough. That's Three Stooges. Oh. Yeah, that's like Mo, Three Stooges. Uh. Ah, yeah, shut up.
1: Okay. That's a theme in this film. That's yeah. That that is a, that is absolute theme. Oh my god! Three, three Stooges or oh. or the trope of, of slapping around Leo. He yeah. gets he always gets he, he he gets some injury that they grab again at the dentist. You know, uh-huh. Riggs grabs his mouth. I'm like, oh, that is so wrong. Yeah, that's even though he up. still would have been numb, if they had done work. His mouth still would have been numb at that point. But
0: no, yeah, they like, ah, shut up. Like the way that he does, it, I'm like, man, they talk crazy. This guy.
1: Yeah, straight straight Three Stooges. Um. Ah, so we talk about how Riggs was very, because he has Riggs has so many clever one-liners throughout this franchise. Sometimes it's so quick, like you you don't like, wait a minute. What did he, what did he say? It's mm-hmm. really fast. But this is one of the examples. He's talking to I think it's right why right, He was talking. He's talking to Murtaugh. He's like, hey, spend some time with him. You might begin to learn to to love him. Murtaugh's like, what? And then Riggs goes, like a son. What? In law. What? enforcement
0: yeah (laughs) I'm like that is yeah that's brilliant that. that is brilliant that was a good one um, going back to what you were saying earlier, with the newspaper uh, showing when he goes when Murtal and Riggs are at the office and the newspaper clipping him in his underwear is there. He's "Hey guys, it's been a year already. Shit ain't funny anymore." You <laughs> he can tell he's upset for real.
1: Oh man, yeah, it's it's pretty good, pretty good seeing him get and upset and, that, about
0: it. and it helps with the plot because you know at the first at the intro we think that this is a continue, like it's okay, this is day two, but no, this that's been a year has passed since the intro of this movie. Yes sir yes sir. so this is after they <laughs>
1: after they had the the chase ch- chasing after the two guys trying to 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 get to get a hold of them in, in Chinatown one escapes but the one that Chris rock that butters arrests the guy's like, hey, I'm just a waiter." You guys pulled a gun and I started running. And they're like, oh, you're a waiter. Okay. Well, if you're a waiter, what's today special? <laughs> and that guy starts, He's like, what's today? Like, what's today? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, shrimp fried rice. He starts like that, And they go, ah,
0: oh, shut up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that just cracked me up. It's like, oh, this guy really was a waiter. Why are you running yeah. then? <laughs> oh, man. I'm like,
0: okay. That, that I, I thought that would play pretty funny. Um, when um, Leo gets always has like a new job. So like he was a real estate guy in the in the third film, I believe. Yep. And then in this one now he's a private eye, and so he's kind of like working on his trailing, and so that's the reason why he's following Riggs and Murtaugh. That's right. And he pulls up to the side of them, and then some guys, like, hey, you asshole, like, and um, Leo gets like, bite me, bite me, okay, whatever, whatever, okay. And so like that's his new little tagline is the whatever. whatever part. I noticed that he yeah. always is
1: kind of evolving his his lines. Uh, I may have mentioned this before, but when Butters, Riggs, and Murtaugh are in the dentist's office, and they're all getting high on the... Heli- not helium. Nitrous oxide? Nitrous oxide, yeah. Oh, nitrous oxide. And he's like... A.K.A. Laughing Gas. He's like, your baby is having my baby. And your baby was like, oh, baby.
0: <laughs> Riggs line to Jet Lee enter the drag queen.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, whoop. <coughs> mm. Okay, so this is uh, this is at the end once once they're doing the marriage between Riggs and, and, and Lorna and they, it's a rabbi that does it. And right as that's done, then Leo's like, wait, 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 wait. And he, he runs up to a guy who has a cup in his hand, a black patient in the hospital, and he pulls it from him yeah. and pours it out. And the guy, and the black guy says, do you know how long it took me to fill that thing? All damn day. <laughs> <laughs> That just cracked me because that guy was <laughs> <laughs> pun intended piss. Ah. So yeah, and then he brings it back to to Riggs to step on. Very common
0: thing mazel in to all. yeah. You go mazel. Um Every time they do something disrespectful in front of Jet Li, he would he would say, "And I'm going to be dead already." Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a vicious villain indeed. He's ready. That's all I have for quotes. Uh, This is part when they're uh, when Murtaugh and is it the Hong family? Yes, and he's hanging out with the father, and then they're trying to toast, you know, the drink, and he's like bread. He's like bread. He's like no toast, toast. (laughs) Then he was like yeah bread. Then they bread (laughs) bread yeah (laughs) yeah that was that was uh, that was funny. I was like okay that's that's charming. Um, After Riggs is being pulled on the little tarp and the table Table. upside down on a highway and doesn't die magically Um, and then Murtaugh pulls him back into the car He goes oh what a drag
1: again he's got dad (laughs) jokes
0: for days like Riggs has dad jokes for days um when Riggs and Murtaugh, when they're this is the showdown between them and Jet Lee, they have just shot Jet Lee's, I believe it's his brother or somebody in his family. It was it's, his brother. That was his brother. Yeah. Shot his brother. Meanwhile, uh Murtaugh was shooting at Jet Lee. Jet Lee dodges the bullet. Yeah, just like what? Like that was well done. I like that sequence. <coughs> dodges the bullet. <coughs> Bruce Leroy style.
1: And it was a kill that was a kill shot. Because yeah. like like Murtaugh
0: lined it up. Yeah.
1: And then just, yeah, just the shoulder back, zip past, hit his brother. And we saw the reaction. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> this, is,
0: this is not good. Yeah. And then, um, so this has happened. And then Jet Lee, you know, seeing his brother, you know, die, and he's just, just, like, ready to fight. And then Murton Riggs is kind of talking about, yeah, this guy's too good. You know, we should go. We should go, you know, check on your son-in-law. We should, you know, they kind of kind of talking themselves out of it, but it like, ah, what the- we should ask him though. We should, I forgot what they say was going to ask them, Um mm. something about martial arts or something like that. But anyhow, uh, I just thought the banter was kind of funny there. Um, I mean, it's funny. Cause it seemed like they, that they had grown
1: like, okay, we're not like, like it's like, they weren't going to go through with the trope yeah. of fighting the bad guy. But then they still said, Oh no, let's go ask him.
0: Ah, yeah that was good um, At the ho- At the hospital Leo Getz was around um, Riggs' Fiance Girlfriend And he's like what's that smell And then the old lady was like I'm on, I was on my way to the toilet And she grabbed me <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor lady just mm. Like these cops are Are bad like these 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 people are are they're they're rough. Yeah, bam, like, like yeah. y'all y'all get some
0: it'd it be some serious lawsuits. Facts. Uh, one of the last quotes was um, I forgot who said this, but some of that Myrtle baby, and then Butters was like, be- not be a Myrtle baby." <laughs> Butters, Butters. <laughs> That's all I got for quotes. Do you have any questions for our filmmakers?
1: Um, simply. Um, why Murtaugh and Riggs are allowed to run on these streets after being promoted to captains and and being uninsurable but yet they are assuredly out causing massive damage yet still Uh, and who paid for that office building that they crashed the car through
0: I think they're allowed to run around because out of all the cops there they're probably not as bad (laughs) because in the last movie we just saw a whole team Internally, like selling guns to the public. <laughs> it was only one guy. It was one guy. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it was.
1: That was. That was. It was literally <laughs> one bag. One bag. Cop wet operation going.
0: It but, it but like, yeah. In the evidence, yeah. No, I'm just. I don't I'm just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> That's, it's got to be pretty bad if they get away. Like, just keep getting away with this stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I, who's who's? I don't know who's approving this. Like, somebody is 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 looking the other way. I don't know That's a rough one it That's is. a rough one Cause I don't know how I don't know how they did that Like so okay We're gonna make you captain So you can stay inside Yeah But then you go outside You cause this You, you know, still go
0: back And havoc mess go on stuff. the highway Yeah
1: You kill Every Suspect In this case
0: Yeah
1: And You crash through an office building Endangering the lives of multiple people And there had to be some injuries Even if you were jumping out of the way More property damage More people People injured Yeah And I don't know how no deaths, but uh, aside from the guy who got hit by the semi, but my name another dead, another dead. um, Yeah. uh, Suspect. Everybody's dying. Yeah. So, and you weren't insured at that time. So who covers that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Trivia. Okay,
1: here we go. Uh, CGI was used To match the bullet holes On the car In the opening scene So when they cut Different camera angles They use CGI To make sure the bullets Matched up Bullet holes matched up
0: That's interesting Because Richard Donner I listened to an interview um, By Bobby Wingent Or Wingant I hope I'm saying Her name right these are like all archive footage from all her interviews from like the 80s and the 90s when she was going on set and interviewing whoever was available. Um, But he had mentioned, he said, no computers or tricks were were filmed. Um, it's all live action. That's what Richard Donner said. Well, in 2010, he gave up the goods. Gave up the gave goods. Up the goods yeah. Richard Donner. said, so we use CGI on yes. this. Yeah, he talks about the tanker blowing up sixty feet in the air. That was on Long Beach.
1: That was on Long Beach. <laughs> uh, the car that Riggs and Murtaugh were hiding behind <clears throat> actually, at one point, blew up on its own. And he and Donna was thankful that no stuntmen were by it or the actors themselves. But like, it's it it just blew up.
0: <laughs> <It's> like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah, put would in tragic.
1: Yeah, it, it was like had munitions in the back of it and.
0: It no, boom. three days after shooting the movie, uh, Richard Donner saw a rough cut. Um, so they were using, you know, the digital technology of the future is what he said, and which is now present and part of our everyday life standard. standard. Yeah. Dang, but that's pretty fast to see a rough cut of the film. In three days. But of course, they were cutting along the way. Exactly. And speaking of fast, once, uh, once again, I mentioned that the
1: film started shooting in January of 1998, wrapped filming in May of 98, and was in theaters in July of 98. It was in post-production for only 37 days, which is, crazy. which is crazy. Like when post-production is on average, I think like 90
0: days, 30 mm-hmm, days. At least. Yeah, this was like a third of that time. So. Um, they planned... As close to continuity as possible, according to Richard Donner. Like everything that they shoot in the shooting film, they wanted to do that in sequ- sequential order. Yes, sir,
1: yes, sir. Uh Joe Pesci at this time could not swim. And so the scene where they're in the water, like that, that was shot like on set in a special like four foot
0: tank. Oh, like, cause yeah. so he really couldn't swim. Yeah. And so it was the therefore his character couldn't swim. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Uh <laughs> So kind of going with that, there was a 20 foot water set, which is like all the stuff that was kind of shot where Jet Li's got the thing in him and he just got shot. Uh, that's 20 feet. And then you have the three foot slash four foot um, deep water where they kind of tread a little bit. Hmm. And that's all I have for trivia.
1: I got a couple more. So this was Jet Li's first time playing a bad guy or what Don also calls a heavy
0: Oh, Which heavy. Is,
1: I hadn't heard that term before, but. Me neither. Yeah, so it's a term for a bad guy in a film. Heavy. Uh, Steve Kane, who plays the captain, is actually Donner's cousin okay. and actually played a cop in the first Superman movie. Huh. Yes, sir. Uh, Mel Gibson had to actually memorized the fight scenes with Jet Lee and figure out where to move his head because Jet Li was moving so fast. Oh, yeah. Mel couldn't react to it yeah. quick enough. So he had to memorize where his head needed to be and so he could... Not get and, popped. Well, anticipatory move to that to yeah. that. And I've never really thought about that. Like if somebody in a fight scene was moving so fast that the other actor has to react to that speed of whipping their head back to emulate being punched. I'm like, I've never thought about how fast they have to move. with their head, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, huh. But yeah, it was, it was too fast for Mel. So he had to just memorize where his fist was going and then, you know, faint, faint that way. Dang. Um. He calls and, in his stuntman, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> The bad haircut. Right. Uh, and also speaking of stuntman and in Mel, he has a tendency at times to switch places with his stunt double to continue doing his own stunts at times. And so Donner says, yes, he, he has to watch Mel because yeah, he'll do that. And, um. Got too much money online to be playing. That's right, that's right. That's what I had for trivia. Now it's time for filmmaker tips. What you got? Write what you know. The story was based, the story for Lethal Weapon 4 was based on a real story of immigrants that had been bought and, let's say, purchased and then were being brought over to the States. I want to say it was somewhere, I think, in New York at the time. And something happened and, and a bunch of people began jumping overboard and actually ended up drowning. Whoa. Yeah. That was kind of the, the impetus for the, the start of Weapons Four story. the Weapon fours story. Tips, I I'm fresh out. I got you, brother. Okay. All right. So use temp music before working with the composer. Now because they had a long and wide library of music from the <laughs>
0: Eric Clapton or <laughs>
1: Right, yeah, from Eric Clapton and uh Michael Carmen, mm-hmm. they were able to to use those fillers within the film before they have the composers create something new. Uh, and they, even, they actually even use some of those fillers it. in the film itself.
0: Yeah, that, that's cool. That's smart. Especially the timeline, considering the timeline.
1: Yes, sir. So I mentioned this earlier, but the script was uh, accepted by Mel, which, again, that was one of the biggest holdups to him rejoining the cast and, and getting the film in production. Wow. But Donner, Silver, the writer, and one of the studio execs, again, they would meet on Sundays at Donner's home to – to do rewrites to determine what was going to be shot the next day or shot on Monday.
0: Interesting. Yes, sir. Well, right. Did it say, like, any of the things that he approved or not approved? It was like, mm, I'm not running that much this time. Yeah, cut that out. Um, as far as, like, Mel Gibson? Yeah. No, it just said that
1: they, they didn't have a story that was interesting to him at the time. Like, they came oh, with a couple okay. different ideas. He was like, mm, no, no, it's not interesting enough. But once they had one, it was like, okay, sure. And then here's my schedule, and that's when they... Had to say, okay, we're going to do it in January. And the studio's like, okay, we, we need this film done by this date. Okay. And they had to just crunch it all together and make it work. Okay, Hollywood. Yes, sir. Uh, if you want to keep a controversial poster in a movie, then you do a close-up with the, uh, your one of your stars standing in front of it. And so there is a, a poster in the police office that says... Some with babies. Uh, it, was, it was it was yeah. It was it was against the it was, it was, a, it was a, against the NRA. Oh yeah. Which Richard Donner actually says that he actually was a member of the NRA for a number of years. He yeah. said, but then once they became like more political, yeah, he he got out of it. Uh, and, I, and specifically, he said, you know, he was fine with them having ads of people, you know, being able to say, hey, you know, you should be able to own a shotgun and yada yada. But was said when they started uh, being more political and and in encouraging the the selling of like. Uh, civilian assault rifles mm-hmm. uh, of, uh automatic assault rifles then that's when he uh, he left and anyway so but anyway there's a, there's a poster in the police office and there's a, there's a close up of mail in front of that Yeah. and I think even a one with Chris Rock in front of it and so mm-hmm. and they got they got you know hate mail things like that just from those posters mm-hmm. just like they did with the anti apartheid poster or magnet in the the second film yeah but but yeah, but you can you know, they were able to get those past the, uh, the studio
0: by having one of the stars in front of it during during like a key scene of dialogue. So. interesting. Yeah, I remember uh, at the very beginning when they were in a car, and they were like, man, who is this guy?" And he was like, probably a member of the NRA. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What is that about?" But, but it was funny, right? Right?
1: <laughs> but yeah, but Donna has his causes things that he's passionate about, and mm-hmm. even like like he's against like fur, like using animal furs. And even, mm. even in one of the behind the he scenes...
0: He likes to fix
1: stuff. Sure, I guess. But even in one of the, one of the uh, featurettes, he actually has a button on that has like the the anti-fur
0: thing. Oh, yeah. Anti-logo uh, fur over it. Yeah, because I remember the sticker being in one of the... I think maybe part three. It was like pit, anti-pit something. It was like save the pits or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, he, he, he totes his, his causes in the in social justice in the films. Uh, a couple more. Storyboard when you need multiple people or departments to know what's going on in the scene. Amen. Right. So he's not like doing, he's not talking about doing it for every scene, but when you need like big stunt mm-hmm. or set pieces, then yeah, storyboards can definitely come in handy then. But to also not necessarily be married to those because there are sometimes you get on set and once you see how things are being, how an actor looks through the lens of the camera, you may need to totally change things. Mm-hmm. so to have the freedom to do that too uh, and he says use a use a frame that works for you and he he, he kind of talks in a little brief detail about how when well, initially we were shooting lethal weapons the kind of ratio that was shot in and then how later on it kind of changed and was used action wise and in particular he was talking about the scene where Riggs and Murtaugh right after Riggs gets out of the ring in that fight and after mm-hmm. he faces shoulder injury just the, the exchange between those two just the frame that, that, that shot in and how it's Done and it goes back and forth, but it mm-hmm. keeps even when you have more information or things in the background, it still forces you to stay focused on Riggs and Murtaugh's dialogue.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, uh, when shooting fire scenes, it's best to shoot them on a, a, a closed set that's indoors so you can control the flames. Okay, because if you're outside and the wind blows, that can That'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. Those flames can become like a
0: wildfire. <laughs> oh man.
1: Oh, and this this I thought was really interesting because again, this was this commentary was done around 2010. Okay. But Donna heard from Hanna Barbera in the early days of CGI. Hanna Barbera told him that eventually actors would be taken over by CGI, and that studios would would eventually create characters off the likenesses of the actors and take over their their roles. Absolutely. I was like, wow! That was all the way back in 2010.
0: It makes sense,
1: Hannah barbera I'm like, man, way to have the <laughs> the insight, the foresight. He's from um, the future. He's from the future. Whoa! So cast your crew as well as you cast your cast. Mm. Um, Donner says it's it's he, he would rather take someone who is maybe not as talented, but who you could get along with while on set for X amount of time, versus someone who is really talented but has a bad attitude because. They will impact and infect the rest of your
0: crew. Crew. uh, I know Robert Rodriguez is pretty big on that one. You know, make sure they're like family and they all have shortcuts, you know, to to get stuff done. Right. You can begin to speak like a shorthand and, and that helps like with all
1: the various departments, right? You get somebody who comes from a certain department and you work with the same people, they're going to bring their same people back and it just, yeah, allows you to move things along quicker and smoother. And again, I mentioned this earlier, but Donner believes in ending movies
0: with a sense of hope. I like that.
1: So thank you for I, that, Mr. Donner.
0: Definitely appreciate that instead of leaving us in despair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> indeed. And, and when
1: I think about it, this makes me appreciate Richard Donner even more. Mm-hmm. This franchise, again, we've covered Goonies. Yeah. I think eventually I'd like for us to cover the first, the first Superman
0: Ooh. 1978, Christopher Reeve. Yeah, gonna be rough. Okay. Hey. What, what's the one... What, where's the... what's Superman is and it's like this pimp that's in the street uh, and he flies like, whoa, man. I forgot what he that said. That is a bad outfit. Yes. Ooh, Jack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Superman. <laughs> it could be Superman 1 or Superman 2. Oh, man. But both, both were actually shot at the same time. They actually were supposed to be one movie and actually at one point oh. at one point I bought the the Richard Donner cut of it and I man I didn't like it at all oh, okay but okay. but both films were actually supposed to be like one film
0: that is a bad
1: outfit <laughs> <laughs> but this is what that was like 78 <laughs> uh,
0: 79. I love it You job turkey <laughs> oh that is fantastic alright we, we may have to visit it. hey but first
1: yeah first Superman I, oh, I own oh, did I go back and buy a, a regular copy
0: yeah. I think I have I think I have it on blue seeing the CGI and what he had to do to do that I was like man that's rough man but somebody they, had to do it they
1: spent a lot of time I mean yeah. the whole the whole, literally like the tagline to that to that film was you will believe a man can fly and at the time when it came out it was totally cutting edge it was believable yeah I mean I was a kid watching I was like I mean it, it had a, a magic to it for its time.
0: There was a movie called The Boy That Could Fly. Do
1: you remember this? Yes. That was I well, know, not I'm thinking of Brewster McCloud, I think. Uh but yes, I remember the the title, but I don't remember. I'm I'm thinking about it with another film, The
0: Boy That Can Fly. I don't know if he was like kind of mentally, I don't know if he didn't speak or it was something off about him. It was bit. it was in the 80s. That was uh, Yeah, it was definitely 80s film. Um High school kid mm-hmm. Yeah Someone was off about him A little bit I remember like a scene Where it's like raining And there's like mud And there's like Soldiers I think our guy from um, uh, um, What's the guy uh, Boy Meets World No not Boy Meets World What's the other guy Savage Fred Savage Yes I think he was like His brother And so he was like The voice of this Was thing. he like narrating it Or something like that Not narrating Just like he He was like Man what's wrong with you Let's get these out of here you know he he was that kid. He was he was a younger brother, but um, was communication on behalf of the kids. Um, I think, that, yeah, my memory is kind of jacked. But that for whatever that scene is in the film, it reminds me of that. And then anytime we talk about flying, I don't know why this. See, movies are dangerous because, like they say, you believe somebody can fly when I, that that kid was on the roof standing on the roof, and all he would do was just put his arms out. He's on top of the roof, and he would put his arms out like he's flying. Yeah, yeah. I had to see the the imagery. I'm like, oh, this came out back in 86. So he would stand on the roof and put his arms out like he's flying, and they're like, dude, this dude's going to kill himself. He, like, jumps, and he would just do that, like, periodically. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, this should not be out because kids are going to try this. Yeah, there are some
1: adventurous ones,
0: or dummies—one, one or the other. It's like, no, nah, you can't, you can't fly. Kid. So I need to go back and watch this film to see if, like, was this a metaphor? Did this fool fly for real? Like, I don't know mm. what's going on here. But some things, some images, need to be left alone. But I got to go back and watch that film. Anyhow, that's what it makes me think of when you when you say you believe somebody can fly because I thought this fool was flying. Mm. <laughs>
1: But I still think we should go with the first Superman.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, Tangent. <laughs> That's important. Tangent. Time.
1: Richard Donner will leave us with some hope.
0: Um, and
1: what do we watch next time? Next time, as we dive into Black History Month. Yes. We're going to cover one of our all-time favorites. We've quoted it multiple times on this show.
0: But Good. ladies and gentlemen, we will give you the five heartbeats. Yeah, I think we probably got to limit our quotes because Ooh,
1: but <laughs> we, we can quote we the whole, talk about it. Yeah, the, we can whole talk the movie. movie. Yeah.
0: Oh man! So what,
1: what's the quote cap? We, we need a quote cap. Maybe
0: like ten 10? a piece, probably. Yeah, that, that's 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 fair. That's yeah. Gonna be th- and we're probably going to have some of the same. <laughs> oh man, that's going to be tough. You just gotta- <laughs> man, okay, all right, we can do it. We can do it. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> um, and uh, so you can catch
1: us where? facebook.com forward slash filmmaker commentary we're on itunes soundcloud spotify i missed something else those, those spotify, are ones.
0: soundcloud yeah. apple
1: yeah we're out here yes yeah, sir uh you can find us on twitter he is at reggie titus i'm at casey g smith 32 we're also on instagram at filmmaker commentary he is at reginald titus jr that's jr i'm at casey g smith 32
0: until next time peace respect